Hey everybody, this is Kid Cash and I'm here live and in color with Wolfie D. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome once again to Live and in Color with Wolfie D and my man Jimmy across the street. (laughs) Not much, brother. I like the new, it's not only a nickname, you're also giving me sound effects too. I love it, man. Dude. Hey. Impression, man. Let, let me just tell you, put a podcast together with Wolfie Dean. You'll get no one better ever. So. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, we, we've got a really good guest on today that uh, we've been, you know, once again, the whole booking everybody down thing. Uh, but we finally got Kid Cash on the show. Dude, I'm so excited, brother. I really am because I feel like, and I'm going to talk about this, but I feel like I have seen that dude in every step of his life. I saw him wrestle like three times on the indies with the Rock and Roll Express. I saw him wrestle as Kid Cash in ECW. I saw him wrestle at TNA like a few times with, and you were on that same show. So, and you know, honestly, man, I, there are so many parallels between you and Cash's career too, man. It seems like, I know y'all are friends, but it seems like y'all are almost like career buddies too. It just seems like, you know, does that make any sense at all? Uh, a little bit. I mean, really, the only place we really wrestled together was in TNA, because uh, like I wasn't in ECW when he was there, and I wasn't working some of the no. other when he was there. You just but mean, I mean the places we've been. Yeah, the resume looks this very yeah. similar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you spent more time in Memphis, and he spent more time in you know doing other things. But what yeah. I mean is like your career looks so similar on paper. You know? Yeah. So. <sighs> Same yeah. letters. You got the fun. same letters. <laughs> We've had some fun life experiences too that we'll talk about. Oh, I can't uh, wait to hear. Yeah. yeah, it's it's fun, man. And 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 he's not anybody that's ever been around him or heard any interviews. Cash don't hold back, man. He's gonna tell you exactly what he thinks. And, uh, <laughs> So this should be interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. I'm excited. You've 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 uh, tickled my fancy, as they say. So. Hey, kayfabe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's awesome. Yeah, man. But I, you know, it's. I feel like we're going to probably have a long episode with him. So why don't you want to just take it to the? Let's do it, man. Let's uh, let's take a break. Come back and tickle your fancy. <laughs> After these messages, <laughs> and everyone's welcome to join. <laughs> It's a, or yeah, never mind. <laughs> Be right back. Hey, folks, to get your official Live It in Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live It in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, Go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. 
All right, folks, we are back. And man, Jimmy, finally, uh, after, I don't know, not really two years of trying, it's just trying to get everybody's schedule uh, right. We talk about that all the time. We finally got my boy, my friend, uh, co-worker, uh, on different levels. We'll get into some of that, too. But man, <laughs> David Cash, the notorious KID. What's up, buddy? What's going on, my guy? Man, just hanging out, just hanging out up here in Somerset, Kentucky. Um, Somerset, I had to walk inside, man, because <laughs> there's, the biggest thing up here is called Summer Cruise, right? And so every weekend through the summer, it's a different car, and every car around here has got to be loud. And there's oh, one, wow. this is how, there's one strip of road that runs through here, and people actually pull up and get uh, lawn chairs and sit out there and just watch people drive up and down the fucking road. I don't know. It's <laughs> That sounds like, uh, <laughs> sounds like the ride roads they have here in uh, Gatlinburg. Yeah. yeah, but not near as big. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a mess, too, man. You can't get anywhere oh, around yeah. that happens. No doubt. Jeez. Absolutely. Yeah. So, man, what what have you been up to, man? God, uh, I'm a, I work uh, construction, man. I'm a superintendent for a company out of North Carolina, uh, Dayton uh-huh. Construction. And that's awesome. Commercial. Uh, we do... Anything like I was telling you before, you know, when you're thinking from fifty million to two hundred million dollar high rises, museums, hotels. Wow. wow. Uh, yeah, I mean we do just you know, anything like that. We we do it, you know, steel and concrete mostly. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's been doing Ooh, that uh, since I left. We've been doing it for a very long time, you know, like right. always, you've always done, done that stuff, stuff like that. You know, outside of the you, wrestling and everything. So but I you know, it's all when you grow up in it and that's all you know, it's a great thing to fall back on. You know, mm-hmm. and then I joined the union and then when I joined the union I got all the credibility, you know, like the certifications right. the knowledge and stuff. And then got, right. got online and did a uh uh construction management de- uh degree. And mm-hmm. um yeah. And I only got an associates and it's all you really need, you know. So started yeah. you know, just testing out the resumes and yeah. Just the years of construction and knowledge of what I've learned over the years, you know, it worked out and been doing that since uh, about 2015. Well, I know you, you probably do good at it, man, because Jimmy, let me tell you this, man. I worked with this guy uh, on a, a moving company that he was working yeah. for. He was yes. a contract guy. And he's like, help me out for the summer. I'm like, sure, man. The hardest fucking work I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I swear to the God, red trucks, man. right? Was it the red trucks? Holy shit, man. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, and we move. It's just me and him most of the time. Every now and then, yeah. he'd, give us, he'd give us a helper, but he, Dave's like, "No, nah, we can do it." And man, we're moving <laughs> fucking all. And he, you know, Dave wants to be all fucking strong and shit, so he don't want to use no dollies. We just want to fucking carry everything. So. <laughs> Damn, Dave. It's a workout, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like I was we trying to tell you. Some funny situations. Well, a lot of times we did th- third story apartment buildings. Yeah. That would and always be the last one of the day. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and the dolly just pretty much got in the way at that point when, you know, yeah. you're already tired and dragging a dolly with some heavy ass <laughs> furniture on it up three flights is totally not what you want to do. So just grab the shit and go. <laughs> no joke. I yeah, saw we did. stuff. Not, not Wolfie, but I saw a kid moving at my apartment complex when I lived. It was a, it was a section of apartments there just before Murfreesboro road between 40 and Murfreesboro road. There's that, a section of apartments. Yeah, that's Bell it. Road? Yeah. And yeah, I went it, I and I was like, 
driving by and I was like, oh my God, that's freaking Kid Cash. Uh, he's working. <laughs> I'll leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, that, had to be, that was probably around the TNA days there. Yes, uh, yes, it was. The Arbors, yeah. Right across yeah. from, uh, what was that, Home Depot over there. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's crazy, man. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, a good, that's a good area, too, man. If you go down one way down Bell Road, you got great things down there, food. And yeah, yeah. if you go the other way, you had the mall, but then the mall wound up closing all down. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. We hung out at that mall when, when I was a teenager. That's when it was hopping. <laughs> yeah. You, didn't you grow up around Laverne? Yeah, Antioch, L.A. L.A. Antioch, L.A., baby. Antioch, L.A., right. yep. Lower Annie. <laughs> 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 that's, yeah. that's where I was. Yeah, what you did and you know, though, Jimmy, I'll tell you another thing. Me and, me and Kid Cash survived a natural disaster together. Oh, in man. 2010. <laughs> that's yeah, a good experience. The flood? Yeah, yeah the flood, yeah, man. The flood. I, I lived in a, a apartment downtown on the fifth floor in some kind of way. Cash ended up staying with me for a little bit. And if Cash, you remember uh, like a yeah, week before it happened. Kid, the, yeah, I got I was getting a divorce. Oh man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brutal. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> got kicked, I got locked that's out what of the it house. Was. Totally locked me out of the house. Everything. Couldn't get nothing. Yeah, yeah, uh, I yeah. had nothing no one And it rained forever, man. It rained oh, shit, forever. Yeah. You remember the water cascading down the steps? Yeah. The uh, capital. Yeah, that's when I knew I something do. was wrong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I knew something was wrong. I'm serious. The way it came down the steps, I was like, man, I never seen no shit like this before. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah, I remember the so, next day we walked down. But if down you remember, man, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, about a farmer's the market before. Yeah. The week before was the country music marathon and they were clearing oh. out the way and remember they towed your truck, but that's actually, yeah. now that Mama. you think about it, it was a blessing <laughs> because your truck would have got sunk anyway in about seven days. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They towed my damn truck Man. Yeah. and you couldn't, couldn't find it either. Cause didn't even know they, they don't even tell you where it's at. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> but, yeah, he was out for a minute there and, yeah, we just hunkered down in the fifth floor and watched everything drown below us. It was pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It, I remember the next the, day it, walking, yeah, walking down to the farmer's market. Pictures. Yeah. yeah, you just seen hoods of cars, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, downtown, all those uh, boot shops, remember, you'd look oh. in there, and the water was, like, probably five foot high, six foot high, but yeah. you could see their inventory floating up, up at the yeah. top. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the building floating down 65, too? Do y'all yeah. 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 Dude, that was That was nuts. a trailer, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a trailer. Yeah. 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 Dude, man. That was crazy wild. time. Yeah, we've got, I mean, that's a good thing we, we were inside, you know, a high rise. Yeah, man. no doubt. <laughs> yes, man. That shit was brutal. You see it on TV, it don't, it's it's a whole lot different in person, man. It really that, is. Those types of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really yeah, wild. Yeah, well, even, yeah, my, my uh, the, 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 the house we had over there in Lenox Village, um, my wife, whenever, that's whenever we separated there. Uh, yeah. that, uh, that whole, that whole, cause it's down in the bottom, man. It's down in a, you, whenever you come off the main road, you go down for a, a good 50 feet before you, you know, it, yeah. it's in a gully and right. it got wiped out too. So yeah. Brutal. The bottom, yeah. bottom yeah. end of the house got wiped out. I was like, yeah, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> All yours. You want it, you wanted it so bad you changed the lock. So yeah, you can have it. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Okay. <laughs> you know, life hey, of a wrestler. Uh, life of a wrestler, man. <laughs> you were talking about when you lived there, and then I lived not too far away in those apartments. And uh, yeah, uh, the, the gym, the gym that we went to, was kind of halfway in between. Do you remember the name of that gym? I don't. It was on the corner. They made it a bank after that, didn't they? Yeah, it, it was a Walgreens before it was a gym. Yeah, yeah but I remember the name. But it was a good gym. Yeah, and I was going to tell Jimmy about the time I'm talking about <laughs> you talk about your divorce. Well, okay, so there's an aerobic room in there, right? And the aerobic oh, yeah. room wall was glass, okay? And so everybody in the gym, if you're in the aerobic room by yourself or whatever, everybody can see whatever you're doing, right? Yeah, so right. Him and, him and Trinity, I walk in and him and Trinity are uh, like, he's got top mount on her, like smacking down. She's guarded up. And, you know, this ain't a, 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 a gym like today with the tires, you know, people are doing. So this was kind of a middle of the road. You know, you had some seniors in there, too. And these two are in there going at it, man. I'm thinking, oh, shit, I wonder what these people are thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that girl, did, man, I tell you what, you know what I'm talking about. She was for real, man. Yeah. Yeah, that that yeah. girl was <laughs> tough as nails, man, and wanted to be yeah. rough. She yeah. wanted it that way. Yeah, uh, she got mad at you know when I wrestled her there in TNA a couple of times. She was like, "I want yeah. you to chop me like you would anybody else." Yeah, but I was like, well, "All right, I'll you sure." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was so funny. I'll never forget that day, man. I, I came in there and I, th I just thought, man, what are these people thinking? I mean, I'm I'm kind of like not bothered by it or whatever, but it's just like, what they were thinking. You work for Spider Man yeah. and shit, right? Spider Man, still doing Stuart Little, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, car commercials. Uh, yeah. yeah, a bunch of stuff. Do you remember that day that uh, Teddy Hart came in there? Oh, I got it. Yeah, we went to Applebee's, didn't we? Oh, right after yeah. that, he did the same thing over there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, need, like, I've heard side. I need to hear kids. I, don't I, know said, I said, dude, yeah, yeah. you can't take your shirt off in the gym. And he was like, what, what, what do you mean? I always take my shirt off at the gym. <laughs> I was like, this is America, man. You can't do that shit. <laughs> yeah, he, he looked almost offended that you couldn't do it. And I was like, you really can't do that, man. It's like, you, you know, what was, what was your take on him, David? What was your take on Teddy? Because I've heard Wolfie's thoughts. I mean, what were you like? What did you think of Teddy Hart? I don't know. I guess I grew up so deep in the country of Virginia. You know, he, he made me laugh. Right. Okay. Uh, but yeah. but the thing about it was, I mean, I let I let him stay with me uh, for about like two freaking weeks. I mean, I had to like at the point I had to lie and tell him I had a booking. I had to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Find him another place to stay because he wasn't. You know, he wasn't leaving, man. Uh, yeah. But I mean, he was a good guy. He just talked and talked and talked and talked about the Hart family and you know stuff like that, which is a lot of it was very interesting. You know about you know, hearing about the inside of the family and, you know, that kind of thing. But right. then, you know, after a while, you're like, dude, you know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, when you leave it. <laughs> you told me that one already. Teddy's a good guy. He's just, I don't know. I guess he's caught up in the whole, you know, wrestling thing. Like a lot of guys get caught up in it, you know, with the drugs and stuff and don't want to stop you know he's I, I think he got arrested again didn't he just yeah. not too long ago something yeah. like that did you see yeah. the did you see the documentary on him on him yeah yeah there's one on well, i think Peacock. it's what it's Netflix, on Peacock. 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 Yeah. yeah 
Yeah. And all the trouble he's been in and all his cats. Wow. And his, what there's supposedly he was in on some kind of murder, maybe Jimmy, wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. They, there's a very much question about a disappearance of a girl from Canada. Pretty girl. He brought down, he was going to teach her the ways of the wrestling business. And, you know, yeah. And he's got all those cats, those supposedly hypoallergenic cats. And I mean, he's a he's a show, man. He really is. But dude, he is, yeah. he rides that line, and and you know he maybe does it a little too much. He, you know? he, he was he was running shows in Canada, like God, it's been like ten years ago. I think feels like it anyway. But he booked me up in uh, Calgary, mm-hmm. so he, he flew me up, and I. You know, he got me a hotel, but, you know, when he had me and um, I think Tatanka was on the show. And <laughs> a of, yeah, a couple of other guys, you know. Uh, Bruce Hart, he, he drove up and did the show. So he was actually in my match. We were we did like a tag team. But gotcha. mm-hmm. he took me, you know, he, he, liked, he wanted to take everybody. He's like, you want to go work out? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. He said, yeah, I'll take you to my gym. And I'm thinking, oh, you got a gym too. Well, he took mm-hmm. me to his house. Um, and he, it's a big ass house. I mean, yeah. it's in a big neighborhood and it's a big house and he's got these big ass, um, uh, massive dogs. And then he's got like 50,000 cats <laughs> <laughs> fucking everywhere. Dude, he's got two dumpsters outside. Uh, he had to get an extra one from the city and the, it, it's completely, one of them is completely filled to the rim which is like cat shit litter and all that stuff. Man. Oh, man, he had to, brutal. He had to get another one for his his regular trash. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, yeah, he had his gym. When you when you walked in, you stepped down into, like, this big open room, and then there were stairs that went up onto, like, a mm-hmm. second level, you know? So down in the bottom area, that's where his gym was, and he had, like, legitimate workout equipment in there. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. He had, like, yeah. yeah, hammer strength stuff. Yeah, I was like, wow, well, okay. <laughs> So I got a pretty good workout in, you know, and stuff. But yeah, yeah. he. But he also liked to do. Uh, I think back then he was doing. Um, what was that stuff back in the day? Wolfie had come in a bottle. It's clear, and you just take a cap full. Oh, uh, uh, was it GHB? Yeah, 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 yeah. He had a GNC. I remember. Yeah. Oh well, that's maybe where he got it. But yeah, he he liked to, to do that GHB. It's a knockout uh, drug, man. It's like you give that to as a roofie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They didn't knock him out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has an opposite effect on some people. You know, it's like. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, cause yeah. He, he, he was like wired up, man. I was like, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, but uh, it was it was pretty interesting. I was just like, what? You Do you just wrestle? I mean, what else do you do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, cause exactly. had, I mean, he had two nice cars. I mean, he picked me up at the airport, man. And I mean, it was, I mean, a badass little sports car. I was like, yeah. damn. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you do? There's man? more to his game. <laughs> you can't just wrestle. Yeah. You know? No. Yeah. Did he That's... ever admit to anything? He didn't say no, yes or no. He, 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 no, he just says his businesses. That's all he ever, you know, just told me. But you know, I didn't want to fly. Yeah, I think yeah, he's called the K-Fame. He's like, yeah, he says, I have two or three businesses and stuff. I go to Mexico and my cats. I breed these cats, and these cats are like $5,000 a cat, you know, for a kitten. <laughs> and crazy. I'm like, okay, cool. Were you there when him and Punk got in a fight? Yeah, TNA? yeah, I was down there. Okay, the, see, uh, I wasn't like, there that K-Fame. day. Give us a play-by-play. Uh, well, I mean, I, of course, I didn't see every waking moment of it, you know, but yeah. you could tell it started inside. Um, yeah. Evidently, there had been some heat with them in Ring of Honor. And mm. um, 
so that's where I think it started. And uh, mm-hmm. they didn't like each other to begin with. And then uh, I think he started, Teddy started saying, so he's, remember when Punk started dating Tracy Brooks? Mm-hmm. And uh, so Punk was dating her. And then next thing you know, I think uh, Teddy said something pretty bad about her. <laughs> you know? Wow. You know, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that got it going even more. And then next thing you know, they're down there at the White Trash Cafe. And uh, I think Punk. What a better something. place to be for this to take place. Seriously. It's like perfect. <laughs> yeah, at the White Trash Cafe. Yeah. I think <laughs> Punk said something maybe to get it maybe a little going there inside. But then when they went outside, um, they they were getting ready to go. It and, and Teddy just, just slapped the fuck out of him. <laughs> he slapped him. Man. Yeah, it was more to me. It looked like a, it didn't look like a punch. It looked like a slap more than anything. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, he, it, it put him on, the, on, you know, down to a knee, mm, and then, really? it, then it got pretty much got broken up. Uh-huh. Uh, so there was just down. one. There was. Just, I always heard that they kind of went at it, and it was like a girl slap fight or something. That's what no, I always heard. It just I saw just one one slap and it, it sounded real loud like a gunfire you know wow yeah. and uh yeah. yeah and then next thing you know uh sabu jumps in there mm. uh-huh. did he slap I mean, the he, leg maybe too with it or something just <laughs> i don't know he, no, <laughs> no he didn't slap the leg he slapped yeah. him for the dead but <laughs> I, I don't it didn't drop him you know but it, it knocked yeah. him back pretty good and it, and it was like he was going down onto like one knee but and he did he yeah. came back up you know he was coming back mm-hmm. forward but yeah uh that's when sabu jumps in there gotcha oh, that's Man. crazy Man. Well, I'm going to talk about Kid Cash, if that's okay, Wolfie. Do you want to yeah. say something? Yeah. All right. So, all right, bro. The <laughs> first time I ever saw you, and this was, this was 99, 98. This was in Radford, oh, wow. Virginia at the Deadman Center. And you were doing the trio. You were David Jericho with the Rock and Roll Express. And oh. you, were, you were doing the full gimmick and everything. I think Ivan Koloff, Brian Lee, Greg Valentine was all on that show. And I met you. And, you know, it's so funny. I was there with my rock band. I was, we lived in Blacksburg and we were in a band and stuff. And the funny thing is, is my singer was like, Hey, y'all do the triple drop kick. And of course, Y'all were already going to do the triple drop kick. <laughs> but right. the point of the matter was, is he thought y'all did that for him, and I couldn't explain it to him. Like, hey, dude. And I'm, I, I didn't know anything about the business other than what I thought I knew. <laughs> and it's funny. And you were David Jericho. So not more about that show, but did you actually get your name from that Shriners Temple there near Kingsport, the Jericho? <laughs> Absolutely, man. That's exactly where I got it from. <laughs> the Jericho Temple on I-81 yeah. near Kingsport. Yeah. There's a Shriners Temple, and I was just guessing that that's where you got that from because it was so local. I knew it wasn't Chris Jericho because he was just coming on the scene too, you know. And man, I I hadn't even heard of him yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was with Ricky at the time, and uh, we were trying to come up with names. And this is when I rode the road with Ricky for like about a year before I actually started tag teaming and getting in the ring with him. Yeah, and uh, so we, you know, I just did the the dues, paying the dues, carried the bags, watched the gimmicks, yeah. you know, yeah. and watched, learned, and that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, we were driving down the road. We were leaving uh, Johnson City, and uh, we were going to Virginia. Yeah, and um, we we were just coming up with names, you know. I mean, I was, we was like David Storm, you know. I was looking at cars, yeah. cars passed by, you know, and stuff, and then. We went by the Jericho Temple there, and I just looked over, and I just said, uh, Jericho Cash. And yeah. he was like, Jericho Cash? 
He goes, that sounds fucked up. And I was like, you don't like that? And I was like, no. <laughs> no. He, he says, let me hear. He says, I like the word, though, Jericho. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, he goes, David Jericho, David Jericho. And he said it like three or four times. And he goes, I think that's it. And I was yeah. like, you like that? And he goes, yeah, that's it. He goes, David Jericho. Sounds a lot better than David fucking Cash. Oh, man. <laughs> Cash is a great name, man. You know, like Johnny, come on. Yeah. That's what he said, too. He was like, sounds a whole lot better than David fucking Cash. <laughs> Dude, I tell you what, that show in Radford, all I want, because I had had my picture taken with the Rock and Roll Express in the late 80s, early 90s, and I just wanted my picture taken with all three since y'all were all there. Well, it was after the show, y'all had already wrestled, and you all go back to the gimmicks table, and I see Ricky Rob and you standing there and I walk over there and I'm like hey can I get a Polaroid and I go buy a picture and all of a sudden as I pay the money Ricky looks at Hoot and taps his hand with two fingers like I'm going to go smoke a cigarette and he yeah. dips and I got the picture with you two which I'm happy about that don't get me wrong but I, I'm a Ricky Mark yeah. from life I was like man he dogged me on that one but it's okay Robert and David are fine it's fine but you did the whole gimmick man you did the year and everything man it was cool yeah yeah we were we were me and him tag team for about five years uh just in between my my single shows and stuff and then i would go tagging him him and robert wolfie can probably vouch for this him and robert after a while they 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 just would argue and get yeah. mad at mm-hmm. each other and then they wouldn't talk to each other for about a year and then the next mm-hmm. thing you know they were back together again and that's kind of the way it was whenever like they PG-13 talking, a little I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah whenever they yeah. weren't talking then I was his tag team partner you were the OG uh, theory I, I even went down to Alabama and uh, Huntsville a couple of times <laughs> with uh, Robert oh cool you know? yeah you know yeah. so and then every now and then we would do like a you know a six man and stuff like that. But yeah, I was with those guys for like five years traveling on the roads with them. Yeah, yeah, I would see you a couple. I saw you a couple times after that. But that's the very first time I ever saw David Cash in person, live and in color, as we say. <laughs> and and yeah, man, I was so after that I was a fan. I mean, I Kid Cash. After that, I'm just gonna mark out a little more here. But honestly, <laughs> it, it feels like I've just kind of even though you don't know me from Adam, I've known you all my life. If that makes sense. And I'm sure that's I wouldn't have met you anything if I saw your face, I would know you right off. Yeah, you would, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 That's that's a, that I got like that over the years. You, did you get like that, Wolfie? I, we met so oh, many yeah. people. I can't remember yeah. a single name, but if I see their face, yeah, I instantly remember. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And events. yeah i would love to hear something man like like the first road check the, the first road trip i'm if anybody knows me knows that i'm kind of a clean freak you know i like <laughs> my how if you look at my vehicles it looks like you just bought it that day nice you know <laughs> i don't yeah i just i'm just like that i don't know it's a it's a bad habit i guess i don't know but not really not, not. Yeah, oh yeah it drives my wife crazy <laughs> yeah so what you know i had a geo storm back then you remember the geo storm oh yeah sports car? yeah okay. yeah you when i first moved to tennessee uh i lived in a house with a uh, uh, couple of different wrestlers and stuff you remember glenn jacobs oh yeah um, yeah he wound up marrying the lady crystal who owned the house but it was like a house that they would put you in when you came down to wrestle for Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Was that in Morristown? 
No, it was in Elizabethan. Elizabethan. Okay, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. Now, yeah. there, was, there was an apartment building in Morristown gotcha. that okay. some of the guys stayed at uh, because mm. the office was in uh, Morristown. Gotcha. But a okay. lot of guys lived in Johnson City. There uh, was just more going on in Johnson City at the time than there was in Morristown. So a lot of the guys, like whenever Chris Jericho, when he first came in to, for Smoky Mountain and him and Lance Storm, you know, they yeah. they always stayed around the Johnson City, uh, Johnson City area and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a big farmhouse. Uh, a bunch of us, you know, stayed there. Anthony Michaels. Did you ever meet him? Uh, name familiar to me. I don't know. Yeah, he played Snot. That Devin. does sound familiar. I don't know. We just yeah. talked about that. <laughs> the name. Yeah, he he did it. He he wrestled there. Him and uh, uh, Brian Logan. Uh, yeah, Brian Logan lived around there in Fuck Morristown. Brian Logan. He doesn't like <laughs> Brian Logan at all. Stole my shit. Motherfucker stole my shit. Yeah. yeah, the tag team stole partner my whole stole, collection of, yeah. stole my whole collection of my wrestling VHS tapes, man. Shit that oh, nobody shit. had. Yeah, because I let him do a documentary. It's on uh, Amazon, and oh, wow. I gave him all my tapes so he could use them to convert them and shit. Illegally download that, somebody. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah, you could probably call that. Yeah, but it ain't worth the fucking hassle, you know. Yeah, because <laughs> it's yeah, money. Anyway, it's was... it's only worth something to me, actually. You know, right, right. But, and, and see, I met Ricky through Tim Horner because I knew Tim Horner for probably about a year before I met Ricky. Oh, and, uh, okay. So we met. So wound up meeting Ricky. Uh, me and Ricky just hit it off. He, you know, just he was hilarious, and he thought I was funny as shit. You know, we just. You know, had a great conversation. We didn't even talk about wrestling the first time we met. You know, mm. we talked about every um, sports and, and you know and stuff like that, collegiate wrestling and you know mm. all kinds of other shit. So mm -hmm. he's like, yeah. We started talking, and then I think Tim Horner gave him the little key. You know, maybe you know I'd be a good one to to kind of take under his wing to help out a little bit. You know, and stuff like that. Uh, so mm. he did. He offered it, and I was like, shit, okay, sure. So we mm. he says, all right, we're going on the road tomorrow. I was like, tomorrow? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, I'm all right. So he shows up uh, at that house there in Elizabeth and then this like beat up LTD, uh, <laughs> rusted out and everything. I had my, my storm there. I just literally moved to Tennessee to wrestle for Smoky Mountain. Uh -huh. And uh, so next thing you know, uh, we're walking outside. He's knocking on the door like five in the morning. I wake up on the couch because they hadn't found a room for me yet. You know, so I'm, mm. I'm sleeping on the couch. I get up. Answer the door. He's like, "You ready?" I was like, "What time are we leaving?" He goes, "Now." <laughs> I, grabbed, I grabbed everything I had, and uh, we walked walking to the to the car. He passes my car, and he goes, "That's a nice car. Is that yours?" And I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "Is it good on gas?" I was like, "Yeah, it's real good on gas." And he's like, "He's like, yeah, we'll take it." <laughs> so, I mean, it's like a hatchback sports car, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. we got all these bags yeah. piled up to the glass, you know, in the back. Uh, could barely shut the damn trunk. The back seat was very little. Um, yeah. So we go to get in the car and he goes, what are you doing? I was like, I, we're leaving. He goes, I'm driving. <laughs> I was like, you're driving. <laughs> you're driving. This is my car. You know? yeah, right. <laughs> he's like, yeah. So I was like, okay. So listen, you know, it's the five speed. So just be keep, you know, me on the clutch. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I know how to fucking drive. What the fuck? You know, I'm fucking you know, <laughs> years old. And I'm like, okay, I got you, man. Just, you know, just please, you know. So we're driving down the road. The first thing he wants to do is stop and get some get some food. 
And uh, so we pulled over at a damn uh, Arb, uh, Hardee's. Yeah. And they had that, you know, that real crunchy fried chicken. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, love it. Yeah. And those yeah. biscuits, they're, if you look at them, they'll just crumble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 This motherfucker man gets a whole damn fucking bucket of chicken and biscuits and all kinds of shit. And he's sitting there in my damn front seat, just. Just grease every fucking wear. All Immaculately over clean wheel. car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like he's got grease all over the steering wheel. He's got, I mean, just all over himself. He's got crumbs in that damn chicken just all over the fucking place. He's got grease on his face, you know? Oh, I'm like, yeah. you, want a, you want a napkin? You go, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so puts all that shit down instead of grabbing a napkin. He just rubs his fucking hands together and grows all the crumbs in my damn seat and in my floorboard and all over my dad and wipes the grease on his shirt. And then I'm just looking at him. I was like, this motherfucker just fucking is wrecking my goddamn car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> most people have been like, Oh, it's okay. It's Ricky Morton. I'm like, no man, what the fuck are you doing? This is my car. You know? <laughs> so we, we wound up going to Jonesboro, Arkansas. Oof. And that was, yeah, that was the first time was Jonesboro, Arkansas. So, we went all the way. Remember uh, that little National Guard armory? Yep. Yeah. Are you talking about Jonesboro? Uh, yeah. That should have been the Earl Bell Center, Earl Bell Community Center. Well, this is this is an indie show for Burt Prentice. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking USWA <laughs> shit. No, now we did some USWA there that uh, at the studio, that yeah. Channel Five. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in the hood. <laughs> the <morning. laughs> yeah, but uh, so anyway, we're driving down the road. We, we're rolling in and everything, and then he's like just snotty and everything. Like this motherfucker blows. I'm just sneezes real fucking big. Boogers, big old fucking nasty boogers all over his shirt on my fucking steering wheel. Uh, and didn't even wipe it off. He just wipes, takes his hand and wipes his shirt down. Yeah. And I'm like, this, this, this is Ricky Morton. This is the motherfucker that I was like watching all them years growing yeah, up, thinking the rock and roll, rock and roll. That is this motherfucker lives like a pig. Holy yeah. shit! <laughs> <laughs> so, can you remember? Uh, I'm sure you heard the word "pay the rent" before when you're on the road. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. We wound up after the show with this fucking rat's house that he's known for ever since yeah. he was in the building. Yeah. And Andrea, well, Andrea was with us, his wife, you know, so Andrea yeah. was with us and everything. So we go to this rat's house and I mean, this is my first experiences with rats. I've not, yeah. never heard of a rat before. Sure. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know? so and I'm thinking, oh, this is a groupie. And he goes, no, it's fucking rat. It's <laughs> worse than groupies. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, so, God. <laughs> yeah. so I, 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 I was blown away because when we walked in the fucking place, we had dinner waiting on us already. Yeah. That, that bitch had her daughter cook us dinner. Uh, yeah. We washed our clothes. Okay. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Ricky Morton sat there and said that Burt Prentice fucked him over for $200, which he didn't. And this <laughs> went and wrote a fucking check out of her checkbook and gave it to him. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Then the next thing you know, Ricky's like, ah, fuck, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. So he goes into one of the the the, the bedrooms and shit like that. And I'm just kind of standing there, you know. And then the the, <laughs> the lady that you know we came to visit, 
she went into another bedroom and I'm just kind of sitting there thinking, I guess I'm sleeping on the couch. And uh, Rick walked in and goes, what are you doing, boy? I was like, I don't know. I guess I'm laying down. Is there any pillows? And he goes, he goes you, you sleep in there. And I was like, sleep in there? I was like, that, what do you mean sleep in there? He goes, somebody's got to pay the rent, boy. <laughs> and I was like, hey, the fuck rent. <laughs> goes, oh my god. Still in the bedroom. And I was like, you see, I said, now go get your ass in that bedroom. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I had no clue, you know. I mean it was I just lay down and next thing you know, she took it took over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I paid the rent. <laughs> I paid the rent, baby. So like hours before you didn't even know these kinds of people existed. I after, had no clue. Yeah, that's I had a, no clue. Oh my God. That I mean, is so I had seen, you know, hanging out with uh, you know, the guys at one thirty edge and stuff like yeah, that. I mean I think right. groupies went. Girls, but yeah. I didn't, know, yeah. I didn't know it went to that extent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rock and roll doesn't get the love that wrestlers do. Apparently, let's just say that. <laughs> I mean, rock and roll, you get you 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 bang them over a trash can behind right. the building. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we maybe did that allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was a kid though. I was like twenty years old. You know, I was like, "What the fuck is going on? Is, is this the way it is? I mean, this is what you do." <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so I'm curious to know this. After that kind of period of time, and and then before, like when you got to ECW, who was you running with up there? Uh, Van Dam, Sabu. Um, so I know you got some good ECW stories. Then that's what oh, I'm getting man. at. Yeah, uh, there's a couple. Yeah, there's. Uh, I remember one night we were there, and um, there was a. I think I, God, I can't remember what what Florida was on, but everybody, I was hanging out with Sandman and uh, a couple of yeah, other guys. Yeah. And uh, we were all in the room, you know, smoking weed and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, the, the fire alarm starts going off. Oh, and, uh, but the, but the, the office was calling everybody, telling them to stay in the room. There was a dude yeah. like two floors above us that found his wife cheating. So he followed her to the hotel, waited till they got to the room, uh, knocked on the door, and uh, started shooting everybody. Oh my uh, god! And then, yeah, and then he started. Uh, he, he shot them, killed them, and then he started w- leaving. You know, he, of course he had, he was running away, going you know trying yeah. to get the fuck out of them. But yeah. anybody he encountered on the floor or in the elevator, he shot them because oh, he, uh, from what the cops were saying, he was afraid they could identify. Him. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. people. Yeah, and we were there, and it's like what's and we actually heard gunfire and stuff like that. We were like, what the Fuck, you know, like, they don't leave the room. Oh, yeah, and here we are. Smoking. We're on the... Well, yeah, <laughs> whenever, we're, whenever we stayed at the travel lodge, we all basically stayed on one floor. That's kind of the way they put all the wrestlers on. And mm. uh, so here we are, and what do wrestlers have in their rooms? Drugs. Oh, yeah. Drugs, weed. Name it back then. I mean, there was anything you wanted. A to Z, you know? A so, to the Z, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So next thing you know, a fleet of fucking police officers come come there and like basically take up the floor, our floor, and the two floors above us. And mm-hmm. we were, fl- you know, I mean, come on, yeah. you walk by the room, walk by the room, and you're going to smell the damn weed, you know? Right? What I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, but what was cool? They weren't there for that. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, man, they they got a murder on their hands. They yeah, well, you know, <laughs> well, you know how Sandman is. Sandman don't give a fuck and going <laughs> yeah. drugs, but he's drunk too. So, uh, uh, yeah. like, yo, I'm like, yo, I can't be in this fucking room no more. What the fuck? <laughs> so, you know, it's like, fuck this. I'm hyper fucking ventilating in this oh, shit. Oh, God. So he, walks in, he walks on out. And, then, of course, he's around cops fucked up, got drink in his hand and a cigarette in his hand and non-smoking floors, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the, yeah, was, uh, that was a... Uh, pretty interesting place to work man the the crowd was like uh, a fucking entertainment to everybody sure Uh, yeah we 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 get there at uh at the ecw arena there and and it's under the the interstate you know so the parking is like literally under the fucking highway and there's apartments like literally across the the parking lot so There's a lot of people that uh you know a lot of the locals there just left their apartment walked like 50 feet into the building that was right. most of the things they lived in the area, but they yeah. would be hanging out in the parking lot with the guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah. as we rolled up, I mean, they would like hang out. I mean, we met some really cool people out there, man. Uh, get you anything you wanted, do anything yeah. for you, you right. know, really be cool people weren't, they were marched, but they weren't, yeah. right. they, you know, they were so smart. Yeah. And that's back when yeah. the dirt sheet was around. Right. Yeah. Uh, there right. Wasn't, wasn't much computer stuff going on at that time. Just starting, was, just starting, very yeah, little. Just, yeah, yeah, I was just starting, but the dirt sheets was what everything read. And mm-hmm. if they read those, the dirt sheets, because that's what the boys got. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they read those sheets, then they were the smart marks. And that's right. what made ECW fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. in that building was a smart mark that read the dirt sheets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And the thing I like about those fans, too, man, like you said, they're, 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 they're kind of like educated what we're doing, but they're still participating and all that, man. They're willing to pay you. They're willing to pay you for your shit, man. You, they know your worth. I, I do appreciate that about them, you know? Man, those fans made me a household name. I mean, yeah. I was, uh, I had been places before I went there. I was with Ricky Morton, you know, so I'd been to Japan, been to Mexico, been to Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've been all over the United States and stuff. But then when I went to ECW, you know, Paul Heyman, uh, you know, mm-hmm. thank God for that man, you know, and Rob yeah. Van Dam. I became friends with Rob on the Indies in North Carolina because mm-hmm. yeah. do a lot of North Carolina stuff. Cool. And uh, he did uh, Greg Price's stuff. He, do you remember oh, Greg yeah. Price? Fan Fest. Yeah. He did the NWA Fan Fest and the, all yeah. that stuff uh-huh. later on. Yeah. yeah. And he used to run a lot of really good shows back in the day. He really did. He would. He was a great promoter. I mean, he would fill a building up, man. I mean, he would sell it out, and Rob was his main star. So, mm. where I meet Rob, and then Rob kept, you know, telling me, he's like, dude, you need to go to ECW. And I hadn't even heard of ECW at the time. And uh, mm-hmm. he was like, you got to check it out, check it out. And the next day I know, I, I wrestled in Winston-Salem with him on the card. He told me that same same night again, go watch, you know, we're on TV now. Check out uh, TN, was it uh, TNT? It was TNT. Uh, Spike and TNN, TNN. And it was used to be the Nashville Network, and then it uh, yeah. T- the well, National Network. Yeah. Well, back then it was on a sports channel. The, the right. it was sports network, and it That's came it. on yeah, like TSN. 12. Yeah, yeah, TSN. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It came on at like twelve midnight. Yeah. Well, I yeah. left the show, and I got home, and when I got home in Johnson City, the show was on. 
so when I walked in the door, uh, my girlfriend at the time was actually watching the show. She goes, have you ever mm. seen this? And I was like, wow, Rob was just talking about that. And I was mm. watching the match with little Guido and uh, Mikey Whipwreck. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, damn, I, I do that every night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can do that, you know? So I called Rob up and I was like, hey, I'm watching it right now. I was like, it's like, yeah, man, I'll check it out. And he goes, well, good. We're in Philadelphia tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, good for you, you know, <laughs> you know. And he goes, yeah. "I'll get you a match if you show up." And I was like, "Are you serious?" I was like, "Fuck, dude! I just drove four fucking hours from Winston Salem, you know, at midnight." Yeah, yeah. And, he goes, and I think Philadelphia is about eighteen hours, <laughs> you know. Right. Right. And he's like, "If you show up, I'll get you a match." He goes, "If you, if I get you a match, he goes, I guarantee you, Paul will give you a job." Yeah. And I was like, "For real?" And he was like, yeah, for real. And I was like, okay. And even back then, I was about the money. I was like, so how much is this? And I mean, because this is, you know, how much they pay? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. goes, trust me, it'll be, it'll be worth your while. And I was like, okay. So I looked over my girlfriend. I was like, what do you think? And she goes, this is what you're in it for. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And she goes, sacrifice. She goes, do you think those musicians and stuff? Because she was, she was into the bands and stuff like that too back in the day, you know? So, She's like, all those musicians that you like to watch, you think that they didn't sleep in their van? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And I was like, right. yeah, I guess I did, you know? So I just unpacked, repacked, and then I got in the car, and I drove all the way to Philadelphia, man. I got there like 2 or 3 o'clock the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was wore the fuck out, dude. So I went okay. to Rob's room, took about a two-hour nap. Uh, he woke me up, and then we went over to the building and walked in the door, and he took me straight to Paul. And uh, he goes, give me one second. So he walked over there, said hi to Paul and everything. And then he called me over. And before I could even say hello to him, he's, uh, Paul looked over. He goes, David Jericho, how you doing? How's this morning? <laughs> I was like, wow. I was like, he's doing good. I was like, you know, Ricky is. And he goes, he goes, you bring him? And I was like, no, nah, I didn't bring him with me. And he was like, okay. He goes, I guess you're good enough. He goes, got your, got your gear? And I was like, I do. And he goes, good. You're on in 15 minutes. Man tag and JT Smith. Um, no, no, it wasn't JT. It was Axel, Axel Rotten. Um, mm-hmm. It was my initiation, and mm-hmm. he laid a chair over my fucking head. You know, and this was ECW style. Yeah, because yeah. uh, <laughs> back in the Indies, you didn't throw your hands up because yeah. they didn't hit you fucking hard. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Something that you could take. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he he actually wrapped the fucking chair around mm. my head <laughs> to where when I fell, it was still on my head. Wow! My brain, yeah, he not, my brains were fucking scattered, and the <laughs> one good spot that I was going to do was a hurricane off the top rope, yeah. and uh, uh-huh. I was just scatterbrained the whole time. But I actually made it through it and did it. Uh, the crowd actually popped for it. And what was yeah. funny, I was wearing the Rock and Roll Express outfit. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and Tommy Dreamer stopped me at the curtain. He goes, listen, he goes, these guys are going to shit on you because you <laughs> dressed like a fucking goof. And you, that's exactly what he said. He goes, you dressed like a fucking, he goes, you got tassels and shit hanging off of you. And uh, I, I don't think he really knew the extent of how I was with Ricky and Robert, you know, yeah, the Rock yeah, and Roll yeah. Express, you know. So he was like, yeah, you look like you dress like your, your uh, trainer, Ricky Morton. He goes, but they're going <laughs> to shit on you. He goes, but I've seen your work. He goes, you're a good worker. 
He goes, so get over with your work. Don't listen to what they say. They're going to shit on you big time. Yeah, I was like, okay. When I walked out, they were chanting rock and roll. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it it, it fucking like all worked out. And they didn't, I went out to somebody else's music, you know? Mm. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I went out to, we all went out as a team, you know? So we went out to, uh, I can't remember who, I think it was JT Smith's music. Uh, Uh, But yeah, next thing you know, uh, I came back and he was, he was like, wow, he goes, they didn't shit on you. Good, good for you. He goes, how's your head? <laughs> I was like, good. He goes, good. Go see the chiropractor. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, to Paul, I was like, uh, thank you very much. I was like, I enjoyed it. And he goes, good. He goes, uh, when are you coming back? And I was like, when you have me back? He goes, Stanton Island tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, okay. Mm, man, dude. And uh, then I almost got into a fight with Taz. Why'd that happen? Um. <laughs> I was in the tag team match, uh, Staten Island, and they put me there with Mikey Whipwreck. And mm-hmm. uh, I used to do my pile driver, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the moneymaker. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that move since I got into wrestling, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard anybody, and it's never been called a tiger bomb ever, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I wrestled his cousin, and uh, um, oh, God, what was his fucking name? Uh, he was uh, Chris, Chris Teddy. Oh yeah, gotcha. and, then, and then another guy, and um, so in the match, I did the move, and yeah. uh, he was beside the rope, and I told him I knew I didn't want him to kick out of it, but you know because we had to keep going, we had a different finish, so yeah. I wanted to get the move in, so I got the move in, and I did it near the rope, so I told him yeah. so it was over the rope, so yeah. and he did, so it broke the count. So after the match was over with, I mean we got a huge pop, dude. I mean they popped for the move. They popped yeah. the match. They they popped nonstop throughout the whole entire match. Big yeah. finish. Boom. Everybody loved it. We get to the back and here comes Taz. Hey, you, come here. <laughs> I was like, what's up, man? And, he's, uh, and I didn't even know Taz at that time. I'd never <laughs> even heard of Taz. And yeah. uh, so he walks up to me and he was like, he goes, he goes, who the fuck do you think you're doing? You're giving somebody a fucked up tiger bomb. He goes, you could have uh, broke his fucking neck. And I was like, what? I, said, I, I, I didn't do a Tiger Bomb. He goes, fucking me. He goes, I know what a fucking Tiger Bomb is. I wrestled in fucking Japan. And I was like, okay. And I was like, but I, I don't do Tiger Bombs. And yeah. I was like, I think I might have done one in my fucking career, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I think at that point, I've been wrestling for, damn, almost 10 years, you know? Well, no, about eight years, six years, six yeah. years. And um, so he was like, I know what this is. And I was like, listen, man. He goes, Ricky Morton train you? I was like, yeah, Ricky Morton trained me. He goes, well, he would be disappointed. He goes, Ricky Morton. I was like, well, first of all, let me tell you something. I was like, hey, it's like this. I was like, I want you to do me a favor. He goes, well, hold on real quick. He goes, what I'm trying to get at is you're green, but he was greener. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? And he goes, you're green, but my cousin's greener. And you could have heard him. And I was like, well, first of all, it's a pile driver. <laughs> I'm not fucking green. I've been in this shit six fucking years. I've been one half of the fucking Rock and Roll Express. I'm trained by the Rock and Roll Express. And I want you to call Ricky Morton and tell him that I'm fucking green and watch him fucking laugh in your fucking ear and hang up. <laughs> I'm so fucking green. I was like, ask him about the money that him and I have made across the fucking country on the independent scene. Yeah. Because everybody thinks I'm his son. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we have good matches, you know, so I do the high flying stuff and then he, he fucking, 
you know, comes out there a ball of fire and, and does the finish. And then we yeah. do the double drop kick, you know? Yeah. I was like, so yeah. And he was like, he goes, well, I was like, listen, man. I was like, I don't know who you are. And he goes, I'm Taz. I was like, I don't know who the fuck Taz is. <laughs> I was like, but, it, but there's a door behind you. If you want to walk out that door of me and you can walk out and discuss this and not in front of everybody without your yelling and because he was yelling at me, you know, yeah. He, was, yeah. he was being very loud. And yeah. everybody was thinking what they were doing and looking and shit, you know. And I was like, you know, let's walk out the door. Let's me and you go outside. Mm-hmm. Me and you. And, you. Mm-hmm. and he was like, what? You challenging me? I was like, if you, sure. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> take it that way. Sure. <laughs> you want to take it. Yeah. And then next thing you know, uh, Tommy Dreamer, you know, of course, walks over there. And then he walks away from me and then goes to Tommy Dreamer and uh, they start talking. And then of course they both stop and look at me and I'm like, I, I guess I'm not coming back. <laughs> About an hour later, Rob Van Dam walks up to me and he goes, did you get into a fight with Taz? And I was like, I didn't get into a fight. I was like, but I let him know that we could walk out the door. And he goes, oh, cool. He goes, fuck, yeah, fuck that motherfucker. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know, he he's good friends with Paul and everything. He does the t-shirts and, you know, he's like one of his top guys here, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, I better go say something to Paul, you know, so, cause I seen Taz go over, Taz walked straight over to Paul, yeah. straight over to Paul. And, uh, yeah. Beeline. <laughs> so, I, better, I better say something, you know, so I walked over to Paul and I sat down, I was like, Hey, I was like, I really enjoyed being here, man. I was like, I just want you to know that. And I was like, if I don't come back, I was like, man, it's a great experience. And I want to thank you. You know, and he goes, why wouldn't you come back? And I was like, well, I was like, I'm sure you've heard that Taz and I had a few words. He goes, so what? That's the business. He goes, he goes, just stay away from him. He'll stay away from me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but that's my move. I was like, that's one of them, you know, my finishing move. And he was like, Okay, use it. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure. And I was like, okay. I was like, so what do I do? I was like, does this, he goes, well, he goes, we're going to do one more night tomorrow. He goes, you come back tomorrow. He goes, and then Debbie will give you a, uh, send you a packet. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay. So that's, and I didn't sign a contract for like the first year. I just, Mm -hmm. just, you know, got paid by the night and uh, he paid me well, you know, so, and he didn't fly me either. So every show that we did in that first year, mm-hmm. I had to drive from Johnson City, Tennessee, to Ooh. Maine, to to New Hampshire, yeah. to oh man, I mean to Vermont. Wow. I was like, man, it would take me sometimes two days to get home. Yeah, yeah. And then by the time I got home, I was home for two days, and then I had to get back out on the road and drive two days. Yeah. Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Live and in Color with Wolfie D. This is Steve Bowtie Bryant here. Back in the 90s, I was a pro wrestling photographer for the South. 
and I released what might have been one of the original sets of indie trading cards. I ran across some of these original sets. They were up in Randall Fanning's attic all this time. PG-13 rookie card, Ricky Morton, George Weingroff as the Sheep, Chris Champion, Reno Riggins, Billy Montana, Gary Valiant, the Scorpion, the Medic, Rick Reynolds, Jeff Daniels, Mephisto and Dante, Ben Jordan, Steve Neely, Marcus Woodrow, Clinton Charisma, Little Farmer John. If you'd like an opportunity to get these cards, contact me now. You can get them for only $49.99. Contact me as Steve Bowtie Bryant at iCloud.com. Get your set now while supplies last. So, and Jimmy probably knows this, but I don't. I really don't. When did you, when did your name change to Kid Cash? Did they not call you Kid Cash at ECW? They did. So yeah, well, they did. did. I, was David, I was David Jericho uh, first, and then uh, they started playing with the name because after I, because uh, what happened to me, I broke my leg. Mm-hmm. I came home from an ECW weekend, and then uh, one, you know how it is, Wolfie, them indie guys will call you up. I need to, one of my stars didn't show up. I need you to fill yeah. in, man. Can you do me a favor? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. So, I mean, I literally just got home. Yeah. So I drove up to Saltville, Virginia, did a show and wrestled the promoter and wound up diving out of the ring and he moved out of the way and I <laughs> broke my leg. Oh man. In Saltville yeah. too. Damn, that's horrible. I'm sorry, brother. Yeah. Saltville, yeah. 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 So not uh, even Abington. This is Saltville. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The so next thing you know, um uh, I'm out. I'm out for you know, at least eight to ten weeks, you know. So next uh uh, they they were going through a transition trying to get pay per view, so they didn't book me for like almost a year. Mm-hmm. But uh, so inside that year, Chris Jericho showed up. Him and Dean mm-hmm. Malenko, yeah. uh, Eddie Guerrero, Benoit, Eddie, yeah, yeah, Benoit. They were going to the ECW. I mean, to the WCW. So they were kind of in transition, you know. Wow. So yeah, so they got in there, and uh, when I when they left, they started. He booked me back again. Mm-hmm. Said, I can't call you David Jericho. I was like, all right, so what do you want to call me? He goes, well, we'll come up with some names. So mm-hmm. we started coming up with all kinds of different names, and I came up with the name Davey Tyler. You know, no, nope, can't do that. Same man's son's name's Tyler. Uh-huh. Okay, Davey, Mort- Davey Morton. No, nope, you're good. <laughs> you, he goes, I think you're better than Ricky. I don't want to use the name. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I was like, nah, we can't use Jericho. I was already here, you know, before using yeah. Jericho. And, you know, he goes, well, we'll think about it. He goes, just go to the ring. So I went to the ring and they called me Davey Morton Tyler Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't that oh stick? <laughs> yeah, I'd be wrestling the crowd, be chanting, "What's your name?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> John I mean, Jacob Jingleheimer time, Schmidt. <laughs> yeah, around this time, Kid Rock is becoming huge. He went with Ba with the Ba that dropped, and then only wow. God knows why dropped, and it was big. He was massive. I remember I saw him in Roanoke, not to go off on a story, but I went into Roanoke, saw him in front of thirty people. The next time he came to town, he sold out Roanoke Civic Center, so he blew up. <laughs> well, I wrestled these. You know, you guys know Easy Money, or yeah, I think so. Jason Jet, Jason Jet. Um, he he wrestled uh, as Jason Jett, I think, in WCW or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he was Easy Money in ECW, and I'd wrestled that guy for many years. So him and I had great, great chemistry together. You know, we could wrestle a high fly match and not even call a thing in the back. I mean, right. that's how much we worked each other. And uh, we used to do a move off the top rope. So it was a Ronald bomb, 
he would go to power bomb me off the top top ropes, and then I would cut a hurricanrana in, in midair. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we did that. And at the end of the match, when I pinned him, I jumped up on the rope, and I had long hair then. And it had a great close-up of my hair and my face and everything like that, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm cheering, you know, with the arms up on the ropes. So they used to produce the show in Paul's basement. Right. And back in the day, we used to VHS tapes yeah. and the two VCRs. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly how they produced the ECW show. That's why yeah. it's grainy looking. Yeah. Okay. All right. So they were, and you know how it is whenever you were recording, you know, getting ready to record, you had your, your other tape in the other one, right? Right. And a lot of times they would, whenever it would end tape, it would kick off and the TV would come on. You remember that? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, MTV was on. So we got Tommy Dreamer, uh, Joey Styles, Paul Heyman, and Taz all producing the show. Mm-hmm. And they're up late one night, and MTV uh, was on. And uh, Kid Rock, remember the, the I Want to Be a Cowboy? Yeah. 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 Okay, that, that was the song. That was playing. So my match was the main event that night. Mm-hmm. So it was the last match on the video. So after the the little close up that they got of me on the camera, mm-hmm. the the tape cut off, and when it did, Kid Rock was on MTV. Yeah. <laughs> on one part of that video, the camera looks down on him, and he looks up at it, and he's like, "I want to, cause I want to be a cowboy, baby," you know, like that. Yeah. And so it's kind of similar of the same close up. And yeah. Tommy Dreamer looked over and goes, "Have you ever noticed how?" Kid Rock and David Cash look a lot alike. They actually stopped what they were doing and they played it back two or three different times just to, to make sure. Yeah. Joey Styles looks like Joey Styles looks over at Paul and he goes, Kid Cash. Mm. There you go. And it is. that's it, it, it was born right there. So the very next week I showed up in Ips uh no, it's Poughkeepsie, New York. And we used to wrestle in a hockey hockey stadium. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm sitting there talking to uh, little Guido. Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking to little Guido. And next thing you know, uh, Tommy comes through and he's like saying hello to everybody and everything. He goes, hello, David Cash. How are you? And I was like, good. He goes, well, good to see you today. And then so next thing you know, he walks by me and gets a few feet. <laughs> and then uh, he stops and he says, oh, by the way, you're no longer Davey Morton Tyler Jericho. So <laughs> And uh, he says, no, he goes, you're now Kid Cash. And I was like, Kid Cash? He goes, yeah. He goes, um, start looking like Kid Rock. And I was like, who's Kid Rock? He, like, he goes, look him up. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so about that time, everybody's like, you don't know who Kid Rock is? And I was like, no, I don't know. I listen to heavy metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he was like, yeah, Kid Rock. So Jason, do you remember Jay? Uh, I can't remember his last name. Jason. Um, uh, oh, Jason Knight. Yeah, Jason Knight. Jason Knight. Mm-hmm. So Jason Knight was a good friend of mine while we were up there. And uh, he came up to me and he goes, I have a wonderful song for you. I want you to hear it. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So we took went out to the car and it was Bob with the Bob. Yeah. And he was like, that's your new ring interest. So I was like, yeah, I like that. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah. So got with the music guy and everything. And then um, uh, him, uh, Nova got together and uh showed me what Kid Rock looked like and how he dressed. Mm. So I came home and I went to Hot Topic. Yes. <laughs> I got me some baggy pleather pants and I yeah. bought some... Shiny uh, shirts. Yeah. 
shiny shirts, and then I bought some uh, uh, boxer shorts, and I had them embroidered uh, on the front, kid cash on the fucking waistline. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just regular, you know, $5 boxer shorts, white yeah. boxer shorts. <laughs> yeah, like $50 in the embroiderment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was a trip. So yeah, I, I showed up to work, and uh, they loved the outfit. They was like, "That's beautiful. Keep wearing yeah. it." Yeah. Like, okay. Cool. So Joey Styles gave you that name. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, you're working ECW, then ECW kind of goes out. But what leads you up to getting to TNA? Well, when I left, uh, ECW just shut down. Okay. Yeah. They they called me the, and by that time, I was under contract at that time. Um, so they called me up and it was like, don't listen, we're going to keep you home. Uh, I think they were going to be in Arkansas or something like that. And that, that was actually the last shows. And, uh, and they didn't bring any of the, the main guys in like me, Van Dam, just incredible, anybody they, you know, but they brought in, you know, more like Nova, Chetty, Jordan yeah. Roquel, you know, those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, so that was it. Uh, and, uh, next thing I know, the very next night, on Monday Night Raw, Paul shows up on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And I didn't get any phone calls. I didn't get any booking pamphlets or anything like that. No, no, Debbie didn't. The, Debbie was the secretary up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, always got weekly calls from her. Never didn't get a weekly call. And then next thing I know, um, a couple of guys called me. Nova called me. Um, a couple of the other guys, even uh, Van Dam, said that uh, ECW was that shut down. Yeah. So I was like, all right. So I called, uh, I'd been talking to Terry Taylor for a couple of years anyway. And um, I called Terry and Terry's like, yeah, if you come down to Atlanta, he goes, I can get you a tryout. And I'm like, okay. So I went down there and I did do a tryout. It was secretly though, because I was still under contract and uh, they let me work, but they wouldn't talk contract with me. Hmm. So that's gotcha. what it was. Gotcha. So after the match, John Laurinaitis was the was the t- talent relations guy. So he comes to me, he goes, "We, you know, we've been watching you since ECW. You know, what's your situation there?" I was like, well, "I was under contract and everything." He goes, "But the company's folded." And he goes, "It doesn't matter. You still got to get a hard copy release." Yeah. Hmm. I was like, "All right." He goes, "You got a job here. Just get the release." I don't care if it takes a week. I don't care if it takes a month. Get the release. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you do, fax it straight to me. Here's my fa- here's my card, my fax number. I'm like, all right. So I called and called and called and called. <laughs> Nobody would answer my calls. So finally, I, I called for like a month or two. And finally, mm-hmm. I, I, I just broke down. I called Tommy Dreamer. I was like, Tommy, listen, man. At WCW, I want to go to work. You know, I'm not, you know, I can do indies, but I can't do these shows. You know, I need money, real yeah. money. And he was like, okay, hold on. So he wound up, he called Paul. He called me back. He goes, do you, would you sign over anything left over from your contract to Paul? Painful. I was like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, I haven't gotten a check in probably two months anyway. (laughs) 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 I kind of figured it was done. You know, when you said you went under, I I wasn't expecting any more money, you know? Right. And, um, so yeah, he, he's like, if you agree to that, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. So he faxed me the um, little uh, paperwork I had to fill out, sign my name, I, I, you know, all rights back over to you. You don't owe me anything. 
and then he sent me the sent me the hard copy contract. Uh, and next thing you know, I sent it to um, John Laurinaitis. And the very next week, they had me down at Thunder. Mm. And then I wrestled uh, Easy Money again. Yeah, yeah. They called him Jason Jet then. Mm. And the match was over with. I came down the ramp from the gorilla, and he handed me a contract. He goes, take it home, look it over, show your girlfriend, show your lawyer. Uh, if you like it, sign it. If you don't, don't. Mm. <laughs> I was like, yeah. All right. <laughs> it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty cut and dry. <laughs> and, uh, but it wasn't bad, you know, so I looked over. Uh, uh, Jimmy Hart used to help me out a whole lot back in the day. And uh, mm-hmm. so I called him up and I sent it to him, let him look it over. And he says, it's really, you know, he goes, I personally think you're worth more than that, but it's up to you. He got I'm you like, creative okay. control and everything. <laughs> no, I didn't know. No, it was, uh, it, was, uh, it was more money than I made in ECW, but it was a pretty, you know, pretty cut and dry contract. It was you yeah. know, like a free deal. Um, you know, nothing special to it. Yeah. Um, but other, other than there was just more money, you know. And uh, so I signed it, sent it in. And they had me booked in uh, Panama City. Uh, we're going to start getting into the light heavyweight division there. Uh, they were actually going to run me for the light heavyweight belt. And then the next thing you know, I got a phone call two days after I got my packet. I got my packet to go. And, uh, yeah, two days later, I got a call from John Laurinaitis. told me to sit at home, wait on him for his phone call. So I watched WCW, and then Shane McMahon shows up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But after all of that, he wanted me to re-sign uh, a new contract. He wanted to keep me, uh, even though WWE bought the contract. So he was like, here you go. We're going to renegotiate. And I was like, what do you mean to renegotiate? And he was like, uh, instead of what you're, you signed for, we're going to take that down to 65000 a year, and I need you to move to Cincinnati. Oh and I was like, why? why? <laughs> he goes, because we have a... We have a ton of guys now, and uh, we got to weed everybody out. And uh, we have ideas for you with the cruiserweights. And, um, you know, I was like, well, how long would I be there? And he was like, kid, you know how this business is. It could be six uh, six weeks, six months, six years. Who the, who the hell knows? <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, but you do know that I have a house. <laughs> I have a family. And... Uh, I'm a grown man. I'm in my thirties. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Kids I just a name. <laughs> yeah. And I've been in this. Uh, yeah. And I've, I've already been in this business 10 years. You know, I mean, you know that I can work because you were already talking to me through Terry Taylor, you know, when I was in ECW. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who trained me, you, you know, and I actually had been around you in Japan before, you know, back when you were booking all Japan. Mm. So me and Ricky went over there. So you, why would I have to go to a developmental? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I called Jimmy, and then Jimmy was like, I wouldn't do it. And then um, he actually got on a three-way with Hulk Hogan. And uh, Hulk Hogan was like, I'm not getting in your business. He goes, I just don't think that that's a good deal. He goes, but here's the deal. If it doesn't work out, give us a call. We got something going on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So I turned it down and then uh, I went back and I was like, I'm sorry, it's just not enough money. I've been making this amount of money for the last 10 years. You know, I mean, and I, I got, I'm a, I'm a grown man. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't just pack up and go to Cincinnati and live in an apartment and make, you know, $500 a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, was that for Heartland know, for Les Thatcher's Heartland? Yeah. I think? 
Yeah. So that was less than two. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I mean, it was, I, I, I didn't want to turn it down. I wanted to do it, but I just couldn't, you know, I mean, at this point, I mean, it was kind of like, wait a minute, you know, I'm not a rookie anymore. You right. Know? Am I going to teach happy. the developmental? <laughs> right. So that's, you know, so I, I called Jimmy and then, uh, I got the release from, from WCW and then, uh, Jimmy, uh, like two days after I called him the next day, he sent me a contract from the home shopping network. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it was really, really good. Uh, and I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> what is this company called? And he said, it's the XWF. And I was like, okay, yeah, hell yeah. I'll sign this damn thing. Cause it was nice. Yeah. And, um, so I, yeah, so I, I signed it and it was for three years and, um, we did what? 10 tapings out of universal studios. Yeah. And they something like that. And, yeah. Yeah. And they tried to, pr- tried to run it around and sell it. And in between that time, we did some, you know, other events. Uh, we did some stuff for Puerto Rico with Carlos Colon and that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. then we went over to, uh, with, uh, Terry Funk got us uh, like a whole run out in the Midwest mm. came back. I was the cruiserweight champion, uh, on the, the tapings and stuff, went through a whole tournament and all this stuff. And, um, I think we did a total of like 10 shows outside of those 10 tapings. And then the company went under because the main warehouses were in, uh, India. uh, (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so I can't remember who it was that was coming to invade that Northern territory of India. And they gave the home shopping network, uh, Pakistan uh, ultimatum. Yeah. You got, yeah, you got 30 days to get as much out as you possibly can. Whatever's left is going to be, oh, it's going to be China. It was oh, going to be wow. left to the People's Republic of China. Wow. And um, so they put $80 million into the company, and then they took $80 million out. Oh, but yeah. anyone who signed a contract had a no-compete clause. Oh, man. Yeah. So <laughs> I could either get bought out or I could run my three years out. And I decided to run my three years out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then that, uh, I just sat at home for probably about a month. And then next thing you know, uh, TNA called me, mm-hmm. uh, Jeremy Borash. And yeah. uh, he called and he was like, uh, yeah, we'd like to come have come to Nashville. So I drove up to Nashville. He's like, listen, here's the deal. We want to sign you, but we're just getting started. We can only give you this much a night. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is this per match? And he's like, per match. But, you know, Wolfie, that's back when we only wrestled once a week right. uh, on Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, you might do two matches. Right. But you only got paid for one night. Right. And could y'all you work know? for other people at that time? Yeah, yeah. I could. Yeah. 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 yeah, I could. Yeah, I worked for a lot of it. Actually, when I first went to TNA, my indie shows, like, really went up. Yeah. I was working in Puerto Rico a lot. I was doing a lot of stuff over in Mexico and uh, Canada, uh, even over in Europe. You know, my bookings blew up. Uh, but yeah, so it, so it didn't matter. I was getting paid for the last, you know, for the next three years through the Home Shopping Network, a really nice check. Yeah. And uh, then I was getting whatever TNA was paying me. And then I was making my indie money. And then I jacked my, you know, after ECW, I jacked my indie money up. Big time. I was like doing like 1500 a show. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I was doing good there for a period of time. You know, I mean, there, 
but the well runs dry, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely does. <laughs> yeah. So, For the vast majority. So you end up in yeah. TNA and you have a great run there, man. But the one thing I really want to talk about, especially, you know, and I don't want to skip over anything. So if you, if I am, please don't let me. But you end oh. up, you end up in WWE. I would love to hear, you know, what led you to that. So maybe take from TNA to there. Well, you were there. I mean, you know how that was. I mean, it was, uh, what got me is I was already established. Right. You know, I was an ECW TV champion, mm-hmm. uh, signed with WCW, um, even though they might not have known. And Jeff knew the mix because mm-hmm. when I signed with WCW, Jeff was there. They yeah. had big plans for me as the cruiserweight champion. I mean, mm-hmm. as, the, as the light heavyweight champion. I mean, so it just was kind of insulting after a while, you know, to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the way they did business, I mean, you know how they would roll you over on your contract yeah. and you couldn't do a damn thing about it. Mm-hmm. If they made any kind of merchandise for you, they had the op- option to roll you over without your agreement. Man. Okay. Yeah. Man. So, yeah. So next thing you know, I get there and they have, we want to do this. We want to do that. Well, only thing it was winding up being was I was taking these, who had ever heard of T- uh, AJ Styles at the time? Right, right. Who had ever heard of America's Most Wanted at the time? Right. Who had ever heard of half of the guys that they were pushing, especially the Canadian guys? Yeah. Help. Who, who ever, you know, heard of, you know, the half the damn dressing room? You know. (laughs) Right. Right. So they go out there and we have we we want you to run this angle with AJ Styles. He's he's a guy that we want to put over and hopefully you know make a champion one day and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, I run a program with him. Well, the whole entire program, every single match we worked, even up to a pay-per-view, <laughs> I lost. <laughs> you know, I was like, how is this a run? <laughs> you know, this, this is not what we consider a, you know, uh, an angle. You know, how is it an angle if the heel is losing every single match? I mean, so what's the point? Tell it, Wolfie. Tell it, Wolfie. <laughs> Preach, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it just didn't make, you know. And it wasn't being a big hit or none. It was just like legitimately like, wait a minute, this is not making sense. How am I? Only thing I'm doing is getting this kid over because I have credibility. Right. Yeah. And we did that one match. Um, anything goes in the building, mm-hmm. come off the second balcony into a table. Yeah. And all this shit. Yeah. While Bob Ryder's whole time is like talking, yeah, we want to do put the, the, the X division title on you and, blah, 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 this is how, you know, this is the steps forward on doing it and running a great angle. And I'm like, wait a minute, Bob, I've wrestled this motherfucker 50 times. I haven't <laughs> won a match yet. <laughs> <laughs> so then Dutch Mantel comes up to me and he goes, I hear you're a little bit discouraged. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not discouraged. I'm kind of pissed off that you're just using me as a, as a star maker, you know? Yeah. I was like, I've never even heard of America's Most Wanted in my first match with them. They're, they're beating us with their fucking moves. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I, don't, I mean, I don't even understand this, you know? And uh, he says, well, here's the deal with you, kid. You're <laughs> such a good heel that you could lose every damn night and it would not hurt your character <laughs> at all. And I was like, tell that to some motherfucking rookie. Yeah. I was yeah. like, who the fuck? Like, who are you? It, just, it was insulting. I was like, as long as I've known you, you're going to come yeah. to me with that bullshit. <laughs> I was like, uh, I mean, what is up with this company? Right. So I didn't want to be there anymore. So I told them I did already started talking to WWE. 
and mm-hmm. my contract was coming up and everything was looking great. You know, I, I was already hearing some good news about a new contract with WWE and what they were going to do with me and all kinds of stuff, you know? So my contract runs out the night of, of was going to end of the next day of one of the last tapings that I was doing on that Wednesday. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I show up to work and they put the X division title on me. Oh, and I'm like all day long. And I'm like, why am I winning the belt? Right. <laughs> well, because you're, we want you to represent team. And I was like, yeah, suck my dick. <laughs> Give, me the fucking, <laughs> Give me the real shit here. You know, you're talking, who do you think you're talking to? You know? <laughs> right. I don't, you, you, I'm not one of these young kids. You can blow that smoke on my ass. Right. Why are you giving me the title on my last night? <laughs> what do you mean your last night? <laughs> this is my last night. My contract runs out tomorrow. Uh, oh, well, no, you got a new contract. I was like, what the fuck you mean I got a new contract? Oh, and he's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, we, we rolled you over. And I was like, how the fuck you roll somebody over without their permission? And and I read the contract. I don't have any merchandise. Oh, you do now. <laughs> one oh, one eight God. by 10 picture. Oh, my no. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> one eight by 10 picture constituted them to roll me over for another fucking year. Oh my God! And that made me irate. No yeah. doubt, bro. Jeez. I was just like, "Okay, y'all want this is what you want." And I don't know if you remember, Wolfie, but I started going against the grain really bad. <laughs> that do you remember? Yeah, I started being very vocal. I was beating on people when I worked them. I was chopping the living fuck out of them. I was kicking them hard. I mean, to the point where they would go complain. You know, they would complain. I was taking water and like uh, spitting it in people's faces in the crowd, you know. I mean, they were like, yeah. but it seemed like the more I did, the more the crowd liked me, and then the more they fucking dug it. And I was like, yeah. no, this is not the way it's supposed to be. You're not, just, no, I'm supposed to be offending you. Okay. Right. So, what happened with that? I was like, um, I went to Jeff Jarrett at the office, and I was mm. like, I had a meeting with him, and I was like, Jeff. I was like, I don't want to be here. And I was like, you know, I'm not producing. You're you're talking about suspending me and all this other stuff. You're threatening me with, you know, not working for six months and all this stuff, sitting at home and can't work. I don't straighten my ass up. I was like, but man to man, I was like, I don't want to be here. And you don't want to do the right thing with me. So why don't we just end the relationship now while it's salvageable? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And he was like, He's like, no, 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 I need you here. I need you here. You're really, you know, helping guys get over and showing them and they're learning from you. And I was like, I'm not teaching anybody a damn thing. Yeah. Whether you're teaching them, whether you know it or not. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I ain't nobody's teacher. And I was <laughs> like, so let, let's just, just give me the release. And he mm-hmm. goes, no. And I was like, why? Why would you do that? Why would you hold somebody to their contract that doesn't want to be here, that's going to affect their work? And then it's going to affect the relationship. And I was like, and we don't need to go this route. Why would you do that? And mm-hmm. he looked up at me and that motherfucker said, because that's my prerogative. <laughs> I was like, really? Wow. I was like, okay. I was like, you, you drew first blood, motherfucker. That's it. <laughs> so, and I, you I know, was, and there's rumors of you going nuts. I've heard these rumors now. Of course, I wasn't there, but, you know, yeah. you're. There's rumors through the dirt sheets that you're not happy at all. I remember reading all that. Yeah, so. at all. And uh, so I started like, okay, went to work, 
going against everything, not showing up until like my match. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I'd be there, but I'd be in the parking lot. I'd be dressed. Yeah, right. My times I'd dress at home and then I just drive there about an hour before my match. <laughs> Tell them I was, you know, late. You know, sorry. You know, plus I was going to I was going to school at that time too at MTSU. Yeah. So yeah. I used that as, as an excuse a lot of times too. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, and then uh, I got uh, did a couple of interviews. So mm-hmm. I was like, what better way to get out of here is other than to get fired? <laughs> so let's get fired. Oh. So, <laughs> so I. I told the whole world about how Jeff had been fucking Dixie Carter for fucking years <laughs> ever since he was in college. I remember this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. And I, I, made fun, mm. I made fun of him, too. So when that video, I, and then I said something about that, because me and AJ just about got into a damn fight. We had to be pulled apart. Uh-huh. Um, and I was just being a heel is all I was being. And I think, you know, later on, AJ understood it, you know. Uh-huh. But uh, and he was like, well... The guy in the interview was like, you know, is there anybody tough there? I was like, everybody's there are fucking pussies. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's a bunch of fucking weak-ass bitches. Yeah. Is AJ, AJ Styles tough? I was like, AJ's a fucking bitch. I would beat that motherfucker from one end of that building to the other. Yes. So I go, I show up at work, and AJ's like, shows me the fucking article. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I did that last week. <laughs> like, oh, so you think you can beat me from one end of this place to the other? And I was like, oh, yeah, I really do. But what's your problem? <laughs> it's an interview. Right. He goes, so, no, hold on, hold on. You really think? I was like, oh, I know I could. <laughs> I was like, you're a boy. I was like, don't you understand? You're a boy. I'm a grown motherfucking man. I was like, I've, I, I've been through the, fu- yeah, I know a whole lot fucking more, dude. I was like, trust me. Yeah, I ain't just a fucking pro wrestler. You know, so next thing you know, here comes, um, you remember uh, Abyss? Abyss. Yeah. yeah. Abyss comes. He comes in there, break. You know, he's like get apart. And then next thing you know, I'm getting chewed out by Bob Ryder. I cuss Bob Ryder out, call him everything from a fucking queer dick sucking, <laughs> what fucking motherfucker. I mean, I called him everything. <laughs> I told him he. Yeah, I told him I was like the only you know reason you got a job here, motherfuckers, because I hear you fucking suck really good dick. Oh my <laughs> god. And I was like, yeah, and I was like, and all these young boys you've been fucking, and I was like, it's a wondering nobody got you for fucking rape yet. Oh, and my I was like, God. Oh, yeah. and I was like, because you fucking have these fucking young boys, and you know damn well you are between you and fucking, uh, what was the other guy? Um, <laughs> the guy from Georgia? Bill Barrett. Oh, yeah. You, know, you and Bill Barrett got you, got you a little fucking thing going on here, don't you? Getting all these new young boys in here. I was like, What's AJ's ass feel like? Feel good? Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, and, my uh, God. Oh, he, he couldn't believe I was saying that. He was just standing there with his mouth dropped open, and then the next day he just turns around and walks away. And then next thing you know, Jeff Jarrett calls me to his office there at Universal Studios. I go in the office, and Jeff's like, what the fuck? And I was like, fuck you. He goes, fuck, fuck me, fuck I'll sit you at home for six fucking months. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. I was like, you're going to be firing me here pretty soon anyway. He goes, yeah, mother, I'll set you at home. I'll starve you to death. I was like, really? You're going to starve me to death? I said, I bet you'll fire me first. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, like the very next week after that, the whole thing came out. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, the whole thing. And then, yeah. So Jerry Jarrett calls me up on a Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and he says, 
Kid Cash, how you? I, and I love Jerry. I love Jerry. Yeah. I miss Jerry so much. Jerry was a good man. Didn't pay much in, in down in USWA, yeah. but he was a good man. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he called me up. He says, "You still looking for that release?" I said, "Yes, sir. I sure am." He goes, "Good. You got it about ten minutes ago." Yeah, I was like, "Thank you, uh, uh, Jerry." I was like, "One question." He goes, what is a kid? Anything. I was like, would I be able to get that hard copy? Uh, he goes, you want it today? And I was like, I'd love it today. And he goes, I'll tell you what. He goes, I'll leave it at the front desk. And I was like, all right. So I went down to the office. I walked right in, picked it up, walked right out. Didn't say nothing to nobody. Just left. Called Tommy Dreamer. As soon as I got home, Tommy's like, um, I need to, I need you to send me a copy. So I had to run. Remember Kinko's? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd run over to Kinkos. I don't think there's any Kinkos anymore. Is I don't know if there is, man. Yeah, I don't think there is. I think FedEx yeah. bought them out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I went to Kinkos and I got a uh, 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 faxed it to him, and I stood in Kinkos for like two and a half fucking hours, <laughs> 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 waiting on the fax back, and then I right. um, uh, got the contract. They they asked, I, I sent the fax of the hard copy. He called me up. He goes, I'm, uh, I'm, I just got it. I'm walking it over to John Laurinaitis now. I'm like, all right. And he goes, wait on my call. And I'm like, all right. So about an hour later, he calls me back. He goes, you got a contract coming in. Look for it. He contracted me and I uh, got it. And at that time I was like, fuck this. I don't give a shit. I'm going to sign it. Yeah. So I signed. And, uh, but what I had to do, it was good money. Mm. I was really surprised that it was going to, it was for what it was, but I, the one catch I had to go down to Georgia. Mm, to, deep uh, south. Deep, deep south. south. Yeah. But but when I got there, I was only there like six total weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and they put the cruiserweight belt on me and then sent me straight up. And then the very next day, I was leaving uh, the hotel and John Laurinaitis says, when you moving back to Nashville? And I was like, I can go. He goes, yep. He goes, you're on the roster now. And I was wow. like, okay, cool. Wow. So I went, I dude, I, I wasted no time. I got right on that plane. I flew right home. I got right in the car. I drive, and as I was driving, I was calling the moving company. <laughs> I, was, I didn't have a place to live. Yeah, I didn't have a place to live yet. I was like, fuck, I got to find someplace. But I finally got <laughs> an apartment that day. I got home, got on the internet, found me an apartment up there. Um, and remember, they changed the name of the Arbors. It was back on Bell Road again. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they changed the name of the Arbors, but uh, that's where I moved back to. Mm. I moved back up there. I just wanted to get out of there. So that's, I, I found, got that place until I uh, got a house. <laughs> Man, dude. Yeah, it was, yeah. So uh, uh got fired on Saturday, and by Monday, I had a contract with uh, WWE. Man, that is amazing. <laughs> Good story. Yeah. Dude, and then you actually end up teaming with Jamie Noble as the Pitbulls. Now, I would love yeah. – so, like, what – I guess because I know that that has never been the focus in WWE. They they had all those classic tag teams, the British Bulldogs and the Hart Foundation yeah. and stuff, but then they turned away from it. It was like it was like two superstars together. But you and yeah. Jamie, dude, I mean, as the Pitbull style tag team, I mean, dude, yeah. that was such a cool tag team. I mean, what was the story with that, man? Um, they, I was a cruiserweight champ. Right. Uh, right. Sorry. I didn't we, mean to skip that part. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's where it all started. Um, yeah. we, we were, I was a cruiserweight champ and then one of the pay-per-views we did a gauntlet match and, uh, 
when me and Jamie got out there, first it was, uh, it was actually another, they also thought about putting me and uh, Spanky together. Yeah. Because Spanky, Spanky was a really rough, tough little dude too. Yeah. So yeah. inside that gauntlet match, now you got to figure I'm from Virginia. Okay. <laughs> Jamie's from West Virginia. Right. Okay. Uh, we both kind of grew up wrestling in high school. Uh, we both grew up as kind of like mountain boys. You know, I grew up on a farm uh, in the mountains of Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I grew up fighting. Uh, I grew up roughhousing, you know, falling out of trees, breaking your arm, playing war up in the woods with BB guns and pellet right. rifles and, oh, yeah. you know, shit yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we were rough kids. Yeah. Um, we actually had a Salvation Army churchyard that was two blocks from our house. <laughs> and if anything went in the neighborhood, if anybody had a beef, we would all, all the kids would meet in the churchyard and we would have a fight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Duke right. it out in front of God. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so that's just the way I grew up. And Jamie kind the of Shenandoah so Valley. Yeah. Love yep, it. Exactly. Shenandoah yeah. Valley, baby. But yeah. uh, so next thing you know, uh, in that gauntlet match, the thing about me and Jamie is there was always been this love hate competition between us. Uh, I had known Jamie for years, you know, and then, uh, but anytime we were in a ring together, it was always like we had to outshine each other. We had to outdo each other. He was my competition and I was his. Mm. So, uh, we just was beating the living fuck. And I wrestled stiff. I was always a stiff kind of worker anyway. Uh And, uh, so Jamie, from what I understood at the time, Jamie was stiff too. So we got out there, dude, we beat the fuck. I mean, we were chopping hard. I chopped him in the back. Uh, <laughs> he chopped me in the neck. Um, he gave me that, that uh, snap mare fucking somebody kick to the back and about broke yeah. my fucking spine. And uh, I gave him a clothesline, about took his head off. I mean, we were just beating the fuck out of each other. After the match was over with, this is, this is a shoot, okay? Yeah. Um, I come to the gorilla, and uh, I'm still the champ. I walked down and John Laurinaitis yells at me and Jamie because we were all waiting at the at the back to to thank each other, you know. So after a person got eliminated, he would wait at the curtain back there mm-hmm. on everybody. Okay, so next thing you know, I'm back there. We're all saying you know thank you to each other and everything. We start dispersing. Uh, Jamie and I weren't talking. We just kind of was walking side by side. Mm-hmm. We started walking back to the dressing room. And John Laurinaitis yelled at me and he was like, Cash, Noble, come here for a second. So we walked back up there and about that time, Vince McMahon come out of the curtain. Mm-hmm. He says, I just witnessed two dogs. <laughs> I just witnessed a dog fight and I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, uh, I love both of your styles. I like that you're rough. You're little, two little guys. With, with, you know, you said you're not like really big. He goes, you got muscles, but you're, you're short, you're stout, two like fire hydras, two little pit bulls. And, uh, he goes, and I loved it. He goes, I want you two as a tag team. Um, start dressing and start dressing alike on the house shows until we drop the title. He says, Oh, by the way, we're going to drop the title on you. Is that all right with you? And I was like, Yeah, that's fine. He goes, Are you sure? I was like, Yeah, I'm very cool with it. And he was like, he says, good. He goes, start, start dressing alike. He goes, uh, on, uh, until we drop the belt on you, he says, uh, we're going to do dark matches with you guys as a tag team. And I want you starting to dress alike. And, uh, I didn't already cut my hair. So that was one of the rules to go into the WWE along with my contract. I didn't know. You had to cut your hair. I had to cut my hair. Oh, uh, they said there was too many guys up there with long hair. 
then they uh. wanted somebody to be different. So I didn't already cut my hair. Uh. Then after we talked to him that night, he decided he wanted me to cut my hair even more. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted me to shave it down like Jamie had it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ah, damn. All right, man. Shit. <laughs> you know, so I did it. And, uh, Remember Rick Michaels? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Rick Michaels made our outfits. Mm. Um, we called him up, and uh, he made them within uh, two weeks. And yeah. He was actually working up there. Remember he was working up there? Yeah. Yeah, so he was actually working there. Mm. He got us in the warm out, and, and then we did that for a while, man. I mean, we got a lot of complaints. Uh, <laughs> we did. The guys hated working us. Um, they hated, hated, hated working us. But we Can were you told name one or two people that maybe just really didn't like it? Yeah, well, I'm sure Paul London hated Well, I mean, he never admitted it, but I, I watched him a couple of times when we would be in the dressing room and he would come walking in because we were wrestling him in Spanky like. Yeah, and, uh, London and Kendrick, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I know another guy that hated working us was Casey James. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah. We would be Casey James had a bad rap up there. He was a stooge. So, uh, yeah, we 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 beat him to death anytime we were in the ring with him. Um, <laughs> and he he hated us. But we would literally we would be sitting back. It became a joke after a while. We would sit back and the Undertaker loved it too. Uh-huh. We would like just start laughing because we would be sitting there and when the guys would come in the dressing room, you know, they got the sheet, the booking sheet on the wall. Yeah. Okay, so the guys would walk around and they would look at the booking sheet and they would get down to our match and you would watch them literally drop their fucking head and be like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, and then they would come to us and they'd be like, come on, guys. Guys, easy on the chops tonight. Easy on the chops tonight, guys. Easy on the headbutts. Easy on this. Easy on that. Easy on the slams. Because, I mean, when we slam people, we would actually drive them in the mat. I mean, we, but we were told to. Yeah. Vince told us that. The first night we tag teamed, Ben stopped us at the gorilla stand. He got up out of his chair and he walked over and he goes, I want tonight what I saw the first night that you guys were against each other. He goes, I want you to beat the fuck out of everybody. And if they got a problem with it, I want you to tell them to come talk to me about it. Oh, man. That's a fuck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Green light. Green light to whoop ass. I know. <laughs> I know. It's we like, are you it. sure? <laughs> but it, 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 it didn't take long to get over, too, man. Yeah. They would have to. Uh, they would have to audio the 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 booze in. Man, we would get cheered. Yeah. yeah, we would yeah. get cheered, man. Wow. We come down there wrestling Brian Kendrick and, and and Paul London. You know, two big baby faces. They would boo them and cheer us. Yeah. But by the time it by the time it hit TV, it was the opposite it's way true. around. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. magic of TV, man. You got to love that. Yeah. But dude, listen, I, love man, I, yeah. I really appreciate you uh, taking time out of your night here and talking to us, man. It's, it's been fun. And God, yeah, yeah. Man, I'm sorry it took so long to get you on here. Uh, but uh, <laughs> definitely one of my favorite dudes in the business, man. You know, I mean, you always. Oh, man, we've been man. good friends. I loved you to death forever, man. <laughs> my boy. Man, uh, um, but thank you so much. And, uh, we will, uh, man, maybe you can come back on another time. Please, please. Yeah. yeah. Anytime, man. Anytime. Uh, we, we just scratching the surface of, of a lot of things. And I know you got plenty of other funny stories and things like that, but we will wrap it up for this, uh, this show on, on today. Um, Jimmy, when we get, take this break, what are we coming back with? 
Ask Wolfie D anything. You know oh, it. Bill. All right. Uh, if you say so. <laughs> but again, Cash, we appreciate it, buddy. And uh, I hope hey, you go well. Time, I hope everything continues to go well for you, my friend. Thank you, man. Hey, man Thank I'm you a, so I'm much. A, I'm, a, hey, I'm a grandfather now, man. No, wow. no, yes. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. Yeah, I got married uh, in uh, July the 9th, and then uh, my grandson was born in June. That's wow. Up, Congratulations, man. Yeah. 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 That's cool. What does it feel like being a grandpa? Uh, I feel like um, I grew up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you know? to hear <laughs> Are you still living well, in Nashville now, or are you still in Nashville? In Knoxville. You know, Knoxville. Knoxville, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I've been Knoxville uh, yeah, dude. I mean, ever since I retired, I mean, I've done a couple of shows, just just a few, mm-hmm. but the majority of the time, I got. I mean, I'm working, man. I mean, my job is, and I'm handling like, you know, hundred million dollar buildings and shit. So, yeah. I got like a hundred guys on the site at you know all at once. So, I mean, I work for. I get up at two thirty in the morning. Ugh, I'm oh, in the man. I'm in the gym by four thirty. <laughs> I work out and then I go to work by six. Mm, and then I don't yeah. get off until like five. Man. So you saying you don't get much sleep? <laughs> <laughs> well, usually I'm passed out by about seven o'clock. Oh, well, we're keeping it. We're, we're keeping you awake, man. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. oh, it won't take long. Once I hit that bed, I'll be gone. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, man, it's great to hear from you, man. Uh, we'll yeah, keep in touch, bro. man. Uh, you too. All right, Definitely. buddy. Too, I love you, man. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. You guys have a good night, man. Take care. Thank you, sir. DJ, hit the music. All right, we are back with Ask Wolfie D anything and oh my god, Kid Cash, man. Wow. I told you Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally no holding back. No I, fucks are given. <laughs> <laughs> there is zero given. Yes, you're exactly right. So, wow, man. But I'm so glad we had him on, dude. It really is. And, dude, that story about him getting his car towed, and that was hilarious <laughs> during the flood. Because, y'all, I mean, for yeah. the people who didn't live through the flood, man, that was very real circumstances for yeah, all of yeah. us that lived in Nashville, man. Yeah, man. It was crazy. Uh, like I said earlier, um, you just you see that stuff on TV, you know, the overhead, you know, somebody flying overhead and showing you pictures. Dude, yeah. it, is, it is so much, um, I mean, obviously real. When you're there uh, experiencing it, seeing it, just houses underwater, fucking cars underwater, just it is wild. It was wild. It was definitely wild. And you know what else, man? I want to kind of go back a little bit to our previous week's episode. You know, we had cash flow on. We uh-huh. talked to Al Snow. We said, hey, yep. Al, we want to cover your upcoming Netflix documentary. Yep wrestlers bring us your best give us Mm. one of your best and he really did he gave us cash flow had a great interview with him we talked about the show we talked about his time in the business he's a real he's a he's a likable dude man and i've always kind of known that about him yeah he did a he did a great job coming on for us and uh we appreciate him coming on and uh i mean you both have already started watching you know this yeah yeah dropped we pre-taped this so i've started watching it and He's featured quite a bit there on the first part, the bit that I've watched. So, yeah, uh, 
see the rest yeah. of it. hell maybe next week we'll do a little segment of talking about what we what we both thought about it or something yeah i like that i think that's a great idea but you know that brought up a quest so i've watched a little bit of it and if you haven't watched it this isn't going to ruin the whole show but it made me think of a question so i'm using my veto powers of jimmy across the street i'm gonna Use my v- yeah. <laughs> that's a sound effect. I like, and we're gonna. I'm gonna ask a question today to start things off. So one of the things that was like key to the second episode was part of it was they were talking about there's the money guys that are backing OVW and then there's Al Snow and Al Snow's basically head of creative and production and then you you have these guys the like the mayor of the city and some other guy that are all together and they're kind of paying the bill and so one of the things that came about was they were wrestling in a brewery and at one segment they brought in a guy to represent University of Louisville and they brought in a guy to represent Lexington. Right. And he's like, you know, Al doesn't see my point on doing this local rivalry because yeah. Al thinks TV, but I think local yeah. and I want to bring in locals, but also we want to have a great TV. Where, where, where do you lie in that? Like being that you've done national TV and you've done local TV, plus you've also drawn local houses that never had a camera in it. Yeah. Where do you lie in that? What's I mean, more that's important? One of those things, man, it's a, it, it's a, it's a little gimmicky stunt that you can do, you know, bring the football coach from the high school to referee a match or, you know, that type of shit. And I see what they're doing. And, and it honestly, to me, it's actually kind of smart. That's one end of Kentucky versus the other end of Kentucky. You're trying to, um, what I mean, you got to start somewhere, you know, crawl before you walk. And I kind of see if you if you could capture Kentucky, right, and move along, you know, the, mm-hmm. up to Cincinnati and to wherever else they want to go, you know, yeah. bigger cities and hell. Then you got, you know, UK versus fucking Cincinnati. You know, I don't know, but I'm just saying, I don't really see that it's a bad idea. Right, because where they because of where they are right now, they're not where Al wants them to be. They're not where any of them wants them to be, right? And that's by their own admission. So I really don't see anything wrong with doing little shit like that. And it's it was their uh, I assume their first run at this summer tour thing. So I mean, work out the kinks, but man, whatever it takes to put asses in the seats and create new fans, I don't really have a problem with that. Like I said, it's it's not they're not national. Uh, at this point. So you got to start somewhere. I like that. That's a good answer. Here's my parallel to that with this podcast. We've had our day one listeners from the very beginning that signed on to this thinking and probably hoping that we are and would be the ultimate Memphis podcast, right? Where we talk Memphis 24-7 and also the idea that we would bring on your old Memphis buddies and everything would be Memphis kumbaya. And we love Memphis. Don't get us wrong. We're all about some Memphis. But also we think you know, after a certain point, when you talk to all of them that can talk or will talk, yeah, you know, yeah. then you got to start thinking a little more outside. Okay, right. well, you worked in TNA. Let's get your buddies in TNA. You worked in WWE, Nation of Domination. Let's get your buddies there. So I do see that aspect of like building small but going large. And, you know, we hope we know our numbers have gotten better since the beginning. But what I mean by that is like, I think what we did in a little bit of it is a 
parallel of that in that we built small, which of course every podcast does, and then mm-hmm. you you hopefully get more people listening as time goes on. And that's why we brought in guys like Ahmed Johnson, and that's why we've brought in all these other guys that maybe people have never seen in Memphis, but yeah. at the same time, they're important to the show too. Anyway, does that make any sense what I just said? I believe it does. <laughs> You believe, then that's all that matters. It is the Live and in Color with Wolfie D show. So, all right. Well, anyway, that was my point. And I'm glad, you know, I'm glad that popped up on the documentary. If you haven't seen it yet, like I said, I haven't given anything away truly. But when it comes down to it, the idea of thinking national, but working local, you know. Yeah, build it up. Yeah, build it up. I like it. All right. The next question, and I guess what you call the first official question is. from Ben Martin. Is, no, actually, it's not. Ben's Ben's got to get the question game going here, and we'll, he'll he'll have me about ten or thirty here in a few days. So I promise he's he's always good for that. So thank you as always, Ben Martin. So AJ on Twitter asks, "This is this is interesting. What is the one storyline slash angle you'd go back and change, and what would you do?" Hmm. Uh, hmm. Well. That's kind of hard. Um, I have to think of every fucking storyline. Every one of them. Think of them all. <laughs> <Every time. one. laughs> I think we did a lot of things right. I'm, th- I'm, I'm thinking Memphis right now. I think we did a lot of things right. We had some things work against us. Uh, for instance, when when Eddie Gilbert passed away, Doug had to take time off. Yeah. We about that, Gorgeous George steps in. We didn't miss a beat. Doug comes back. It all works out. Right. There's always shit like that that, you know, wasn't the perfect scenario, but it happened and you just had to kind of call an audible. Sure. Um, man, um, I hated the first there, – there was a first breakup with me and Jamie, which was way too soon, and it was terrible. I, the people didn't like it. Yeah. And I think me and Jamie even liked it, uh, and that was – that was before we did it like a second time or something like that. I can't remember, but yeah, it just wasn't good, man. I think it, it kind of hurt both of us really. And that's when we, we took a break and, and then came back and that's when we got our push. But yeah, that should have never happened. I don't remember whose idea that was, but it was oh. not appropriate timing and it just didn't work. I was just about to ask that. Whose call was that? You don't remember? I, I, I think it was probably because I don't think Randy had the book yet. So I uh, yeah lawler gotcha yeah i think okay well do you think lawler and again we love lawler on this show he's the best and we've never you know questioned his greatness but do you think he was a little like dusty sometimes in in booking and sometimes he had too much no i don't want to say it like he had too much pull because he's the king but what i mean is like do you think that maybe him being on the show and being the star also kind of hurt sometimes the uh, other storylines. Uh, probably. I mean, it's, it's very easy to write a, to give yourself a storyline. It's easy. Right. Uh, but booking for other people is not as easy. It, sure. That takes a different sort of person, not to say that he can't do that and hasn't done that, but uh, at that time as well, if, if indeed it wasn't him booking at that time, uh, and, it's, I don't want to say like he didn't care, but it's just like, 
Okay, that's a good idea. We'll go with that. You know, okay. yeah. the thought wasn't that deep into anything, probably. Got it. Got it. That makes total sense. And I get that. That makes total sense. Yeah. I like that. All right. Cool. Well, thank you, AJ, on Twitter. Thank you for that question. Definitely appreciate that. All right. The last question of the day is from Panthers fan on Instagram. And he asked this question. He says, what's one current character or guy that you'd like to get a chance to work? Who would I like to work with? Her, a current person, huh? Yeah, current. Um, well, see, again, I don't know all those guys. Uh, let me think who I've seen out there. I guess Darby Allen would let me throw him around anywhere I want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of fun. Um, trying to think of people that, you know, I haven't worked or don't know. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of talent out there, man. There is. You know, we not just me and you and, you know, a lot of the veterans and people, even the fans, you know, uh, talking about this OVW thing, uh, you know, I heard him talking on there. He's saying, you know, it's just not like what they grew up watching was the attitude there. And they're like, oh, man, you're rocking. Uh, yeah. But all they did was kick and punch, but it meant something and blah, blah. And that's true. But now it's, you know, a lot more uh, choreographed moves and things that just really – can't even happen unless you're doing it with each other right uh, yeah so, and, and so i guess my roundabout answer in that would be i i would just want to work with somebody that's i mean that mjf guy's good fucking um shit ricochet's good and, and, I'm, and i'm trying to think of me being in my prime we'll say like tna tna slash ability uh, sure to be hang with them because we know i couldn't do it now but <laughs> uh, um yeah man there's there's a lot of those guys that uh you know as long as you know whoever it may be would would uh you know listen a little bit and and I'll, i'm i've never been one to you know depending on how green the person is or you know if i've seen them work and i know they're decent they have good ideas i'll always listen to somebody else's suggestions and stuff but ultimately i would like to put it together you know and then i'll throw your stuff in there where you want it but uh yeah so i don't know if there's anybody that i could say just oh yeah man that one right there but there's quite a few of them i i'm sorry that when i have questions like that i can't i know they want a specific person probably hoping right. it's their favorite but um i just don't have a specific answer and i don't watch it enough to have that solid answer of hell yeah let me work with that dude man you know well let me throw something out here since you yeah. know i'm g- gonna give my opinion anyway yeah. so i would like to take the disciples of the new church and let's say who, when would you the, the you really like who do you consider in your mind right now like you just thought of it who was the disciples of the new church name the crew that was the disciples in your mind uh me and brian jim and belladonna Okay, so throw that crew versus the Wyatt family, dude. That would yeah. have been fun. Now, yeah. I know there were some big boys mixed with, but Brian you know, was big too. So Brian, yeah, you would, you would have, the, yeah. But I, I, man, I just could see some fun stuff with that. Just dark versus dark, and just yeah. who can out dark each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you got the devil himself versus Bray Wyatt on the microphone. Good lord, you know, yeah. that's yeah. worth the price of admission alone, man. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And then you all in the ring, I think you would more than handle yourself. I mean, you might want to bring in Sin on this one too, you know, like bring in <laughs> Sin Modi on this one because, you know, you might need some help with <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, because Belladonna's tough, no doubt, but, you know, no disrespect. But yes. I don't know if she could handle Braun Strowman, but <laughs> probably not. <laughs> put, put, put the biggest on her and then let Brian handle somebody else. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> no, I just, I, I like to, you know, seen that. I know there's other ideas, you know what I mean? Like for some reason, something like you and Seth Rollins working together would be fun. I think yeah. you and Finn Balor could really do well. I, I do think you and MJF would have worked well, but I just don't, I, I'm not seeing the, the immediate storyline that would put it together, but I, yeah. I think that would be fun. You know, I mean, that's the beauty of, of someone like you and your style of wrestling. I feel like you could have really worked with almost anybody as I, long as I they were willing to, work that, you know yeah. i do and or i did hate working guys that were a lot bigger than me uh especially later on when i couldn't fly as much as right. <laughs> i used to could because it's, you're just so limited on what you can do working somebody like fucking mabel i mean that's right. with anybody really uh yeah. working him but you know just guys that are super giants like that it's like hard to to do anything you know now you see you'll see a small guy do something to a big giant guy that like back in the day you got your ass reamed for you right. know uh, right you know what what the fuck you think you're doing suplexing him <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously that was stuff that was taken into consideration oh look you're, he's too big for me to suplex so i can't do that but now hey whatever you can do if you can do a the now uh what would we call it? The now defunct, meaningless um, Canadian destroyer, which was everybody's right. favorite move a couple of years ago, is yeah. now um, a no-sell spot, apparently. Yeah, it's the DDT now. It's just, <laughs> I think it's gotten worse than that. With that I that agree. Dude, yeah. and, and man, these guys can do some great stuff, but wouldn't Orange Cassidy and the dude in the mask sat there and traded them back and forth? Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. And I like Orange Cassidy. I think the kid can actually work. I think yeah. it's the little intro spots where he does a little kick in the shins and yeah. stuff. That that makes sense once you start to see the guy work. But right. I mean, I think a lot of people tied him together with like Danhausen, and I. Whereas I know Danhausen's a great character, absolute great character, very interesting, very funny. I do not enjoy his ring work versus yeah. somebody like Orange Cassidy, who would almost you would say okay these are the same kind of guys you know all character not really but oranges actually can go but you're right they totally killed the, the canadian destroyer the other night here's but, my question i know this is ask wolfie anything but i'll ask jimmy remember we talked about this uh keeping him off out of the ring and i know he's hurt he's going through an injury or whatever but right are they going to be able to because he had the he had the height and now it's like and so are they going to be able to bring that back? They're going to have to, I dude, they're going to have to double down on, on the character part, I think. And they're just going to, if they're going to bring him back in a perspective, that's going to matter. And that's the other thing, dude, is you've got so much stuff they're trying to cram. I mean, I just, they've got three shows now spread yeah. across three days and 
I still seem to see the same guys on the show. It's like they added extra shows to say we got so much talent, but I'm still seeing the same dudes. And I know you got to have your champion MJF on there and then whoever he's working. I know that's important. I know you got to have all these guys, but I swear to God, I still see the same guys. And I really want to like AEW. I really do. Honestly, I give it a concerted effort because I want there to be that extra option. I mean, think about it. For you as a wrestler who were, you know, at the point that you had worked in WWE and then you go back to Memphis after the WWE's runs over, but you're thinking, okay, well, at least there's still WCW. Okay, so I've got two options. If things go right, I may not go to WWE for a little bit, but I might can go to WCW. Well, Mm -hmm. that goes away. Then TNA opens. Obviously, TNA is a breath, you know, like you're thinking, okay, maybe this will be something now. I've got another option. It's always good to have options right as a oh, wrestler sure. it's great for the boys yeah absolutely so, so i think i really i really want aew but man i swear it kills me every week that i'm like god this is not good and i really want to like it yeah. it's not like i'm putting wwe on a pedestal because you know al snow said something interesting i don't know if you've seen it yet but where he says you know back in the day a match used to sell WrestleMania, but yeah. now WrestleMania sells so WrestleMania. Just, it yeah. doesn't matter what's on the show. Everybody's right. going to be there for WrestleMania. Right. And that's, I don't know if that's good, man. I, you know, because yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, it's, it's just you know. a, a evolution again. I think, you know, it's just yeah. a spectacle. Everybody knows the name and right. you know, the Super Bowl of wrestling and everybody's going to go to the Super Bowl, whether their team's there or not, you know, celebrities, all that kind of shit. Um, so yeah, yeah. and, and the, back to the WWE versus AEW thing. It's kind of like everything else, it, politics, all of it. If you're you're you have to go with one, and if you agree that this is the best one, anybody that doesn't is an idiot. You right. know what I'm saying? Totally. It, it, it's, it's everybody chooses sides on everything, and, and if you're their side, then you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just society. It is, man, and it's My true. Opinion. And you know, and, and it's weird too because wrestling is about the only thing that it, that can allow like to more than one major thing. So, like, you've got the NFL, and no disrespect, but the XFL and the USFL are never going to be as important no. as the only thing I would compare maybe as important is college. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But. They're two separate things. So, again, wrestling is one of the only things that allows for two large things. You know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of weird. Wrestling is the only sport that has the opportunity for there to be more than one major league. And, you know, there's no major extra major league baseball. There's no extra NBA, even though there's like the Ice Cube's three guy team big three whatever it's called and but i mean there's all those things but again there's they're all minor leagues compared to the main thing and you know but the the bottom line is uh, you know making money and wwe makes money and you know i'm I'm all that into it but i just from what i understand i don't think aew is really making money from what i can understand what i've read uh yeah things are down after right. and, uh, I don't know, but that's not really what we discuss on here. And that's why I'm not up <laughs> and I don't have to be <laughs> right. Exactly. So that's it. So for, there's my uneducated opinion. Yeah. And that's, that's where it is. And I think that's right. And I think that's, you know, 
when we pivoted to ask Wolfie from Current Affairs, I, I at first was like, I, I like it, Current Affairs. And you're like, nah. and now I don't even want to talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy we've made that pivot. But anyway, that's all I got for today for Ask Wolfie, man. So, all yeah. Right. Well, again, we thank Kid Cash for coming on. Um, and as we said before, no fucks given there. Hope right. everybody enjoyed it. And uh, we kept with our ROM. Yeah. We did yeah. Flash, trash, slash, cash, flow, kid, cash, mass, that. <laughs> so I don't know. Have we run out of those? Or is there, who can we get for next week that would sound Are we, <laughs> Yeah. Are we going to get to rhyme? Is the rhyming streak broken? I don't know. Bill I, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think everybody yeah, Bill. I think everybody will enjoy our next guest. We'll just say that. So. Yeah, I think so too. Rhyme so. or not. Yeah. It's not yeah. gonna rhyme, but we'll have some fun time. Yes, we will. All right, folks. I'm gonna quit boring you with my boring rhymes. Y'all tune in next week. We'll have something good for you. Thanks for listening. And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheik, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise. This team does it all. And all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling. Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right, it's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, Booty Call and Athena, go to LostWrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah! Join me, Gene Jackson, for the Jackson Interaction Podcast, where I'll be doing one-on-one interviews with people from the world of professional wrestling, as well as stand-up comedy. You can get them anywhere podcasts are available in both video and audio form, but you can find them all at GeneJacksonPod.com. This is your rock star ring announcer, Aaron Camaro. I'm a man who believes the two greatest art forms ever created are professional wrestling and heavy rock music. So when I'm not hosting the best parties that also happen to be live professional wrestling shows, I'm hosting the Decibel Geek Podcast. Decibel Geek is a weekly podcast that features discussions of all things rock. We're talking the Beatles, the Stones, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, Black Sabbath, Kiss, Ozzy, Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, Alice in Chains, Pantera, and everything in between. Plus, we'll turn you on to new bands from today that have the same spirit and style that the legends do. 
Decibel Geek is hosted by myself along with Rockin' Pod founder Chris Sinzak. And each week you'll get interviews with famous musicians and industry insiders along with informative, entertaining, humorous, and insightful discussions and most importantly, a passion for the music. So if you love to rock out as much as I do, then this is your invitation to the greatest rock and roll party in all of podcasting. It's Decibel Geek, and it's available right now on all major podcast platforms. Oh yeah. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast, you have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more is the people that are listening, and we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon, and our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cap for you, don't. He got a cap for you, don't. I got a cap for you, don't. He got a cap for you, don't. He got a cap for you, don't. And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still lobbing in color. Rum rush your mother, utilize a hubcap. I'm like any other. Back in the day, I was NOD, and I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Title suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out hip hop. Been doing it like this since 92. Played low for a while when you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected. Bad skills, no faking, there is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks and over one for later. Not here to play games, so you better be right. You don't like me, so what? I really don't care. All the time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You suck a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped. When I'm finished, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. Gonna wind it up. Driving it home, it's Wolfie D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. 
This has been a James Rock Street production.